So last week was an interesting session. We had not one, but technically two character deaths. However, point of order before we get into things, there was a big discussion offline about a very particular ability that uh, was misunderstood for... I'm an idiot. No, it's well, it's it's a confusing I, thing. I've gotten it wrong in the past before. Yeah, that 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 remains to be determined whether or not you're an idiot, though. I think that's the <laughs> that doesn't issue. remain to be determined. I just am. <laughs> to kind of sum up the situation, Oren had been hit to minus sixteen, which is exactly his con, and died. However, there is an ability that he probably would have used had he known exactly how it interacted with the situation. Um, Justin, do you want to kind of go over it, or do you want me to go over it? Yeah, I can go over it. I'm, I'm just going to pull up the text here so I read it correctly. So uh, because I have my uh, archetype is Divine Paragon, I have uh, Deific Obedience. And so I get access to a, a couple of boons. Um, the first one, which I didn't understand how that one worked either, I get to pick between three spells. Um, the one that I picked is going to be uh, Greater Magic Weapon, so I get to use that once per day. Uh, but the second boon is called Iron Skin, and it basically gives me DR10, but Chaotic and Evil bypass it. But the neat thing is, is that as a free action, I can... Be the, either use it or dismiss it and i get to do that for about three rounds per day so that would have been super helpful to yes. reduce the amount yep. of damage that i was taking so the misunderstanding but, was exactly yes. what it meant when it said dr10 evil right. and chaotic right so to clarify that means that you will reduce the damage of every attack that hits you every every physical attack that hits you unless that attack is both evil and chaotic aligned. Right. Yep. Sometimes it says or where it's one or the other, but this is this case is both. So if a devil, a lawful evil creature attacked you, it wouldn't get through. It would have to be a chaotic and evil entity or weapon. So Well, yeah, and that would be like an outsider that their weapons count as aligned, like a regular lawful evil person yeah or some other uh like cleric that or paladin that can strike as that yeah and has like some aura plus some other abilities yeah it's very rare to have both of them at the same time though so it probably won't come up too much but we'll see it's a classic blunder though what we're going to do is uh taking into account that i wasn't doing the sneak attack but that he wasn't doing the dr i changed him to be at minus 10 and then I looked back in the chat to the healing that Jessup did and I have put that in so Oren technically never died he went to minus 10 stabilized with a natural 20 and then was healed up to where he currently is at the uh, mid-teens and is conscious and alive the power of retcon (laughs) <laughs> we're, we're no stranger to that here on this podcast yeah so you will be beginning this session after that fairly harrowing battle with the three morlock destroyers and the morlock creeper who had dealt a whole lot of damage luckily you all survived without any issue and you are now once more back in this ancient dwarven ruin slash morlock cavern system 
and you are free to continue exploring this area as you will. So Oren never actually died then? Correct. After the battle ends, you all kind of look to see, because you thought he was dead for a moment there, you saw that it looked like his head caved in by the, the force of the club, but apparently his skin is hard enough that despite his helmet caving in, his iron skin did not. Ah, oh, we brought that's... him back with the power of love. Welcome back, buddy. <laughs> well, it's good to see that you're still among the living. Uh, Oren? Hi, uh, that was a close one. I, I thought I died. Yeah, I was a little dinged up there. Good thing you got some plot armor. Here, let me help you out. Oh, that, that's, not a, that's not a helmet. That's just my head. Oh, <laughs> my, my apologies. <laughs> I've had that dent since birth. <laughs> that explains a bit. Ah, <laughs> uh, I think we should uh, get some healing and topped off here. We saw that uh, one on the ceiling spit those little uh, things at us, and uh, he, he's still around here. And uh, these guys, they, they kind of mean business. Uh, I think that was definitely a cautionary tale to be careful as we move forward. Hey, I can do some uh, some channeling. Oh, that'll help. I undo the wand I just did. Yeah, if you want to do that, I, I stubbed my toe, so I'm down one six, HP here. Six, six, oh, must be nice. I died. Six, six, six. <laughs> <laughs> that must be nice. Oh, yeah, well, I died. I died. How's your toe doing? That's a little better now. Better than your face. How's everybody doing? How's everybody looking? I'm full with that. I'm down 42. Okay, I'm going to use another one then. Joke's on you. Channels don't go around corners. No, no! <laughs> we had a big fight about that in the past. I would say a fight. We had a let's look at the rules on that one. What did you guys determine? Does it or doesn't it? No. It does not. It does if not. you have total cover, you don't get the yeah. um, burst. We were playing it in a way that made the situation significantly <laughs> harder than it needed to be. Really bad. I, I remember feeling like, oh, so I just die here. Okay, like I either respond to the narrative, run away like a coward, or just die. Great. We were great. on the Love stairs, this. hide behind some hay, yeah. and we just had like four clerics negative channeling energy nonstop. It it would hurt. It, it was hurt. Uh, I like that one though. <laughs> it was. It, it would have been a really good encounter if it worked as it did. You know, I'm sure there's got to be some kind of like feat that you can take this like powerful channel that pierces walls. I'm sure. I'm sure there is. There's a ton of them. So. You all look around, and uh, as I wrote in the chat there, each of the Morlock Destroyers had some Masterwork Hide Armor, a plus one Great Club, and a Potion of Cure Serious Wounds. So there's three Potions of Cure Serious Wounds there. But you all have time to heal up, and you don't immediately hear anything in your vicinity. You know that the one ran off, but it doesn't seem that it's returning. Did we decide before we came down here, Sarah, did we end up getting that Bag of Holding? Or is that something we still need to get? Oh, yes. I never actually talked to Jason about that, but I would oh, say, yeah. Jason, that we did buy the bag of holding that Navi had. I'd say you'd almost have to at this point because you're carrying yeah. about yeah. 70 pounds of coins. Yeah. So that was how much? 5,000, I think, for a bag of holding? For two? type two, yeah. It was, well, yeah, whatever, uh, whatever uh, type two is. Okay. I deducted that from our party funds. So that'll probably set you straight for a long time. Okay. Yep. So, 
What would you guys like to do standing in this corridor here with basically four different ways to go? To the northwest is the direction that your enemy is attacked from. To the southeast is where you just came from. Southwest and northeast you have not really explored. I'm getting out of here. Yeah, I don't I don't know. There was there anything over here, you said, Jason, down below where we came in at the well that's still on the kind of like the tile? Yeah, like this direction. Yeah, you can definitely go in that direction if you would like to explore in that way. What's this tiny room? It looks like that's part of a collapsed section. These ruins are so old that there's quite a bit that has it's basically um taken over by the rubble of the caverns themselves. Just would suggest if we want to go back through here. It looks like those might uh, only be one way over here that we haven't looked in. I'd really like to make sure that we have our rears end covered here. Don't want to get any flanking, especially with them hard hitters. I'm a little squishy. Gideon will cool guy nod and then remind me. We have dark vision on right now, right, Karen? Yes. Jessup would, vow, you know, kind of recommend to stay here. Not that he's great, but he would just kind of intently be staring over here. If you guys wanted to kind of continue forward in the room just so we can make sure there's nothing coming up from behind. Gideon will take point. Can you in this way? Yeah. I, okay. If hopefully it comes to a dead end, but I don't think it is. I'll uh, go ahead and uh, slowly march my way in while I look around the whole room there, Jason. Okay. I will describe what you see in this room. I revealed a little bit more of the uh, area, but I'll jump over to what you see here. So lines of thick red pigment cover the southern wall of this partially collapsed dungeon hall. The paint depicts countless figures, albeit without any refined artistic skill. Gnarled, disfigured creatures stand atop a virtual carpet of prostrate human forms. At the apex of the vast mural looms a coiled serpent that has a woman's face. And go ahead and... Knowledge, religion... Yeah, so roll me, anybody who would like to, roll me a perception check and a knowledge dungeoneering check. Ooh, snake. Didn't uh, the general there, didn't somebody say something about some snakes? Naga. Um, see, Jessup would roll... Was it perception? What was the knowledge? Dungeoneering. I'm rolling perception more to have our backs as we continue through. So okay. anything coming from the direction that we just fought in. So I rolled a 28 on perception. Yeah. So Kieran, you're not in the room looking at this particular thing. You don't hear anything coming from behind you, but the only one in this room who rolled high enough uh, is Gideon. You're looking at this mural and you can see that the image of the snake is a recent addition. It is more recent than the rest of the mural, which is more recent than the ruins themselves. And it is knowledge dungeoneering for those I'm sorry, who can roll it. For the, for the hundredth time, my apologies. <laughs> <laughs> I, so, uh, yeah, let me roll that real quick. I do still have I think it's Investigative Mind or whatever that spell is, so I'm going to use another charge of that to roll with advantage. So I got a 15 on Perception, so I didn't see Squat, but let me roll Dungeoneering with advantage. Yeah, at that point... Gideon, Gideon would point it out. He, he literally just points to the wall as he's marching into the room and is like, Jessup. <laughs> just says your name. Gideon. That's a 20. What do I see? Maybe anything. Uh, with a 20, you're looking at this mural, you're looking at the serpent, and you're not really 
you don't glean much information about what this is depicting. You're not 100% sure what's... Oh, what, what this creature is exactly and, and all of that. Lowmaster would have helped. Oh well, say la vie. Can I um, rule out that it's not religious iconic? Icon, I, can I rule out that it's not something to do with religion? It 100% looks to be religious. I figured it, it had that, that kind of air about it. That was my impression. don't recognize it as any established deity that you have knowledge of, but just purely from the iconography, it's 100% looks religious. You weren't able to glean anything about it, Jessup. Uh, it's made of stone, I think. Uh, looks like a serpent thing. Yeah, that's about it. Gideon's eyes uh, narrow, and then he looks down the hallway here. <sighs> I don't know what is in store ahead of us, but there is more path. Should we go on, do you think? Right, I think we'll just need to keep watching our backs, because caves go deeper the other direction and I'm afraid that those aren't the last of those Morlocks that we've seen. Well, if we charge forward that way, who knows if we're gonna get to a trap, so maybe we can... So far it looks like this is the only way that they can get through Kieran where you're standing, so they have to get through you. Right, and he'll cast Mirror Image just to have that up. Okay. Is that bad? Uh, I was gonna uh, see because we forgot, we haven't been using it, the um, lesser extend metamagic rod that way it lasts 20 minutes for you or whatever. Oh, yeah, mine would last 18, but yeah, I would use that. Use a charge yeah. of that wand for mirror So, image. I think that's the first charge of the day. Okay, so it's 1d4 plus 3. Oh, minimum 4 nice. images. Sad. Okay. Uh, left or right, gentlemen? Well, you know, I've always been a right person myself, so... Right left it is. Oh, okay. Right it is. Stay right behind me, Jessup. I don't want you to get hurt. And, uh... We'll march and intro. <laughs> Kieran, you're too fast with your 20 foot movement speed. <laughs> Kieran, Kieran giggles at that though because Jessup's usually the one not getting hurt, so right. it's usually the rest of us yeah. that are having the problems. Yeah. Right, no, Jessup, we don't want you to stub we your toe again. You to stub your toe. <laughs> I need a Jessup sandwich over here. Protect me. Protect the bar. Gideon did pledge his shield to sort of Jessup. Not exactly, but sort of. <laughs> Protect the guy who's only taken one damage and who has not died yet this day. <laughs> <laughs> so you go deeper into these tunnels here, and you can see that it splits off again, but to the if you follow the right wall, it goes off to kind of a dead end. And if you look into that little crevice, you uh, can see, I'll read off here, a stack of animal corpses leans against the southern edge of this cave chamber, the mound of bodies is rank with the stink of decay and hundreds of buzzing insects move around the heaped bodies. You can see that there's one tunnel that exits to the north that you haven't explored, but you don't see anything else in this room other than just a mound of half-eaten bodies, basically. By the gods. There's nothing this way. We can press forward. Just death, he says as we move this way. And Jason, this place doesn't smell like the troglodytes cave does, does it? It's not. No. There's no pervasive <laughs> smell. Does that isn't that distinct bo that we remember from earlier? You know. No, there's none of that. I mean, it definitely probably stinks pretty bad, but uh, not that bad. It doesn't smell like trog particularly. Yeah. Gotcha. What kind of animals are they? It looks like it is a plethora of different uh, animal corpses, but you do see some that look like maybe like ogre bones 
it like it's a it's a very eclectic mix. They have a a very varied diet. Guess maybe we'll find some ogres, dinner ogres. Certainly hope not. Not a fan of them, but Gideon, uh, from where you were standing, I I'm pretty close. I'm right. I'm right. I'm right behind Orin. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I'm, I'm right behind Orin. I I don't remember about what you were saying about me being standing anywhere in particular. I don't understand. Well, you that was would have about. seen this, and I'll need you to roll me a... I mean, it's not going to matter, but go ahead and roll me a stealth check. Oh, yeah, sure, 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 sure. Because apparently, you, when you move your token, you're committed to that. This guy. Oh, man. Oh, hey, you man. guys remember when Aiden went through the ooze because he insisted on running around the tiny room? Yep, I do, yeah. I do. Yeah. You guys remember that? Yeah. yeah. You'd think he'd learn by now, but it's he fine. He doesn't learn, yeah, no. Or a going into a room on his own. Yeah. You'd think, like, there'd be some... Yep. It's fine. Yeah. Negative five stealth roll coming up. Yeah, there's one common denominator. All those characters were played by Josh. Were played by Josh. That was actually a really good stealth roll. Yeah, I rolled a, a, a 17, 17 for a 12. Okay. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> Let me see. What, uh, there's technically a chance that they wouldn't immediately see you. Yeah, because I'm stealth by the clink, grace clink, clink, of Malati. Yeah, she delivers me this day. Oh. Okay, no, that one's <laughs> Almost. There's only one, Jason. There's only one. Remember that. I rolled a two, and then I rolled a natural 19. Minus five for a 14. Yeah, since when does every character get their own roll? Right? <laughs> I don't remember this being in the rules. I only rolled for two. So Gideon, as you are, as you're kind of peering around the 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 tunnel northwards there, you can see with your dark vision figures up ahead. Uh -huh. And again, as you're getting a little close, it's hard not to make noise in these echoing tunnels that are enclosed here. And the one in front here flips its head to look straight at you and then unleashes a familiar raging roar. Oh, Lord. And begins beating its club on the ground. No. And I will need everyone to roll me an initiative. Not again. Uh, we have company. Sorry. They must be invisible. I don't see them. Oh, that's right. They're on the GM layer. Ah, yes. That's not what I wanted to roll. Why would Ooh. I roll bad when I wanted to roll good? Why Why can't I do the things I want to do? Does the tunnel connect right here? Did they not hear our or throw down 40 feet from them earlier. Who knows, man? Yeah, you know. There's um, soundproof stalactites over there. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Or, or they heard it and they were just like, ugh, there's probably two sides to that story. That's not our That's not our business. That's not our business. That, that music, Sarah, is on point. I'm like, ooh, suddenly tense. It's got yeah. Danny Elfman themes to it. Sirenscape. Not a sponsor. Yeah, it does sound Danny Elfman. I like Danny Elfman. Yeah. Like with the little, like, high notes in it. Yeah, it's yeah. very Danny yeah. Elfman style. So that's a, uh, initiative four for Gideon, 15 for Orin, 24 for Jessup, 19 for Kieran. I will let you in on a little bit here. I just did the random roll initiative in my little thing here, and it automatically does it. The lowest roll that I have is a 21, so that'll be fun. 
Yeah, I rolled a four for those listening. <laughs> Let's go, you Gideon! know, I really wish I was standing where Gideon's standing right now. Because, you know, that's like a perfect line. Lightning bolt! Well, they're, they're going to get, hopefully bolt. they'll get all bogged up. They're going to move here and then get stuck. Maybe it's squeezing. Yeah, maybe I... this square looks like squeezing. This one right here, that's pretty squeezing. <laughs> I don't think we've ever played that way before, yeah. so yeah. I doubt Jason's going to fall for that. Yeah, no, that looks squeezable. At level 11, Jason's finally like, yeah, no, guys, I'm going to allow it. That's squeezing. I haven't enforced it ever before, but this is squeezing. That looks like Nathan Drake trying to get through uh, cave spiders. It's basically a go-gurt. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does look like a child's hand on a go-gurt, just strangling the poor neck <laughs> of a goose. Strangling the go-gurt. <laughs> okay. First round of combat. I'm, yeah, we'll do a surprise round with the one who noticed Gideon and Gideon. Okay, I'll accept those terms. Uh, the one who noticed Gideon goes first in the surprise round. And he spends a full round action to inform his friends. Well, he definitely does stand there and yell at you as he enters a rage. Oh. And is going to charge at you. Let me just make sure that that makes sense. Mechanically yeah. charge? No, he can't yeah. do that. No. That's a pretty straight line, it looks like. Pretty straight line. So, that is a charge attack. He would have been power attacking. So, this is a minus one net difference. And you are flat footed. Yeah. That is a, that's, that's almost, that's gotta hit, uh, 34. Wow, that does actually hit. I think that it's your regular AC, right? Yep. Yeah, okay. So I'm not gonna forget the sneak attack this time. I'll roll both these die at once. So 25 plus, oh, one on the sneak attack. So 26 total points of damage. Wow, whoa, that's damage though, why? Just don't do that. And it is your turn, Gideon, in this surprise round. 26? Oh, my That's correct. Oh, my Lanta. Two-handed power attack. I can I can swift action during a surprise round? Yes. Okay, so we'll go ahead and we'll take an instance of Divine Touch. Divine Touche. And we'll heal up 10 from that. Brings me up to more than I was. And then we're going to do something really cool, heroic even, and out of the ordinary. I'm going to try to bull rush him here. Bull rush. Uh, that will provoke an attack of opportunity if you do not have anything that makes it not. No, I don't do have that. I don't have impo- improved bull rush. I'll just I'll just try to take it. Okay. All right, I'm just reading here. So bull rush is a standard action, so that's something that you can do in this in this surprise round. Uh, he is within the size category of you. You don't have the feet, so it will provoke. Just so you know, if you are hit, that will do a penalty to your roll. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. My, my, I'm trying to uh, be more tactical and flavorful, even though hitting would be good. If I can okay. bottleneck them there, that seems really advantageous. All right. So it doesn't get the charge bonus on this attack, I imagine. I... But it is stuck with the penalty for power attack. I would imagine that that's probably both okay. true. All right, let's see if this can hit. 
I don't think even... F- well, you're not flat-footed anymore, so I don't think a 26 is going to come even close. Nah, nope, not even close. So you raise your shield to fend off this creature as you begin to push forward to attempt a bull rush. Yep. All right. So, and I think I roll a combat maneuver. Yes, right? you will roll a CMB check. And the if you are successful against the opponent's CMD, it is pushed back five feet. For every five that you exceed it, it goes another five feet. And I can choose to move with it or not. And in which case, uh, if I can push it into that bottleneck, I will move with it at least five feet. Okay, you can, yeah, okay. Oh, yes! Combat maneuver, wow. 30. Woo! Please work, baby. See what their CMD is. Oh my gosh! They can't be that agile though, because like they could be. They, well, it's, you want to know what its CMD is, do you? If you say thirty-two, I'm really gonna cry because that means it only work on a natural twenty. And I thought that was pretty creative. I thought that was a good choice as a player. You go to bull rush this creature, and as you hit the creature, you you do realize that it is a sturdy, hulking beast of a creature. And for a moment, you think that you're going to be pushed back, but you're just barely able to launch this creature backwards five feet. Oh, is it 30? Nice. Their CMD is 28, so you are very (laughs) close. Wow, yes. Beautiful. Oh, that could not have been better. Yes. And that is your surprise round action. Top of the official round one. Got some of the other creatures here who are... So this one is going to move... For those listening and concerned about grid combat, by pushing him up forward, uh, he's made it so that there's only one square between him and the rest, and they're really kind of stuck in there. So this other Morlock is going to rush up, and he's going to share the square of his ally Yep. to get flanking, and he will make yep. one attack against you. <laughs> I don't even really need to roll this guy's attack. I mean, that was a fan. The other guy would have hit you with that roll. Yeah, is this a basic Morlock? This guy is going to get a 24, I think, with that. That ain't going to do it, pal. The other guy would have wrecked you if he had rolled that number. Okay. Yeah. It is now the other guy. But it wasn't the other guy, was it? So the other guy, who is now flanking, is going to full attack you. So he's not getting the bonus from charge. He is getting the bonus from flanking. So it's still a minus one net. First attack. Okay, that's going to be a 20, which will miss. Yep, that misses. The second attack has to roll super high. Natural one will miss. Gideon! The bite attack, I think, has to be a 20 to hit you. And it is. No joke. Oh, Fine, really good confirm. I don't even care. What am I to scared? Confirm. Oh my gosh. Uh, I'll have to actually do the math on this. 31? No, no you're... you're sorry, oh. 29. 29. 29. Let me know when you got your number. It is 29 to confirm. Final answer. Does not confirm. 32 AC. Okay. I rolled a natural 20 and then a natural 19. <laughs> oh my lord. That's a lot. Uh, so it will hit, but the bite is only a d4 four minus die. something? Minus? D4, d4 plus 4, but he's power attacking, so that'll be 18 points of damage. Still not a lot. Yeah, that was a 6 on the sneak attack die. No, I mean, that still is a lot. 
Yeah, it's still 18 is it's now. Yeah, this guy is gonna come in, but they can only share two per square, I believe. Yeah, I believe. Then Blue's gonna rush in and he's gonna share that square, so I'm gonna move them to be kind of like this. I'm going to be on the back so they're the same. And then that will bring us to Jessup. I'll cast haste. Nice. You cast haste, and that will affect everyone just barely. Just barely. So I will cast haste. Everybody will get it. And then I will also inspire us. All right. Round two. We got this. No one dies today. I mean, again. Single target, (laughs) friends. Single target them. Okay. Destroy us. All right. That's it. It is now the blue destroyer's turn. Do they have a different movement speed? No. Oh, these guys have a more... Okay, they have more movement speed than I thought. This guy actually gets all the way right adjacent to Kieran with that movement. So the one double moved around and somehow got right behind Kieran. And then the blue Morlock goes a little bit out of sight. And that is his turn. It is Kieran's turn. Oh, that changes my plans. <laughs> I mean, look at those guys all bundled up in that row, though. I know. I, Ooh, I that's, wanted... That's spicy. I know. <laughs> I think... And you got mirror images. I know. Oh dear. What do you think, guys? Should I should I try to do something to these guys, or should I try to do something to these guys? I think you should do something to these guys. Where's these? <laughs> he didn't click. He didn't click. You troll. No, I said uh, August. Is there a preference? Any preference? Gideon, are you going down fast? Um, I'm I'm going down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, Kieran is going to try to acrobatics to not provoke an attack of opportunity. Okay. So acrobatics is going to be a 15. That's likely going that to fail. That is not going to succeed. He will make an attack of opportunity against you. He is not flanking. So that is a total of a 25 to hit, though. Yes, that will hit. So roll a uh, d5. But you have a d5. So I'm going to roll a d10 and a 1 or a 2 will hit you. Roll three, so that is one of your images gone. One image is gone. Okay, I'm gonna run up to be right here behind Gideon. Do I have line of sight on all of these guys? Yes, but you will hit Gideon in the line. I'm not doing a line, I'm doing a cone. Oh, a breath attack. I am going to cast fear. Oh. Oh. So it's a a DC 18 will save. Um, If they succeed, they are shaken for one round. If they fail, they are panicked. Okay. I believe their bonus from superstition is pre-included, so I'm not going to add another plus three on top of it. Because it looks like it's already in there. Okay. This is a will save for all four of them. Correct. Okay, so we've got... Okay, so the red destroyer is there, so he gets a will save. What is his save? Uh, He can... He's got a chance. Uh, yeah, 24. Okay, so he's shaken for one round. Okay, let me add the shaken condition. And then the other three are all of the Morlocks except for orange. And their will saves are a little bit not as good. There's a 10, 22, and a 16. All right, so I don't know which one's failed, but those two are panicked and they have to flee. Okay, and then so... the one that passed is shaken for one round. And they flee. It's one round per level, so it'll be nine rounds. 
that they have to wow. that they're panicked. And there's no there's no save every round. It's just a one and done effect. I believe so. Yep. I think I've copied the entire spell text there. I'll pull it up on archives just okay. to make sure, but All right. Oren, it is your turn. Wow, that was awesome. Cool job. I guess I'll plug a hole. All right. You move up to be in contact with this Morlock. I don't want Jessup's sweet cheeks to get hurt. Yeah, we all know we're here to protect He's him. He's talking about face cheeks, guys. <laughs> yes, face cheeks. <laughs> and then I guess I'll try and hit the guy in front of me. All right, roll an attack. 28. 28 will hit your target. <laughs> nice. Uh, Gosh. Solid seven points of damage. Die! Uh, actually, can I roll my extra 1d6 for Discord and Force, please? Oh, he got him with an um, actually. Um, actually. Uh, and that's another five. Almost Ooh, as much as he did. Nice! <laughs> <laughs> Your voice is mightier than the hammer. All right. Yeah, that. No, my voice is the hammer. I dropped the hammer. I dropped the mic. I don't think Brandon was around when I first played Oren. Um, Oren actually carries a squeaky hammer. Um, he's actually pretty well known for his squeaky hammer. He is not a damage dealer. Like, he, he hits stuff consistently, but not for very much damage. Yeah, yeah. Did you have Inspire Courage on that? I did. Okay. And haste. Just double check. Okay. All right, yeah, he is still standing, but you definitely did a, a number on him. Gideon, you are up at the bottom of the round with your four, the only single-digit initiative in this combat. Thank you. Yeah, I'm sure the audience wanted to know that. Let's go ahead and fight defensively on this. Ooh. Ooh. And we're going to hit red. So I really have to roll a natural 20. <laughs> yeah, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm leaning into my character, So you're going man. for the red destroyer there. Okay. I think only the... I roll a 29, a 12, and a 17. I suspect only the 29 will hit. 15 points of damageio. So right. the he is still taking the charge penalty to his AC, correct? Oh this, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So even still the seventeen will barely miss. <laughs> You're a jerk. You're an actual jerk. What the I don't line? know why, but I thought there was a nineteen in there, but I looked again and it was a seventeen, so I I was like, oh well it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh the twenty-nine will definitely hit though. So the 29 will hit, dealing 15 plus 3 points of damage. 3 Jessup damage. Okay. And do you want to hold your ground there? We're going to hold my ground there. And, uh, yeah, I'm too nervous. We're going to go ahead and hit with those Divine Touchy. Okay. Divine Touche. That will bring us to the Morlocks. So green... Uh, unfortunately, he was flanking with you, but he is going to be running away. Ah, goodbye. So you see green charge backwards, which will provoke if you would like to take it. I uh, will take it. And I still have to fight defensively. It's just like power attack, right? Uh, yes. Boom. 29. Yep, that'll hit green. Boom. Okay, 15 points of damage. So that one full withdraws panicked, just rushes screaming out of... The tunnel you see, because uh, your dark vision, I believe, will let you see far enough. Yeah, he goes off of the edge of what appears to be an opening in the canyon. Canyon. The, there's an opening there, and he goes downwards out of sight. Okay. That'll bring us to the destroyer, who unfortunately is no longer flanking. 
and you're fighting defensively. So if your AC is higher than 35, I have to roll a natural 20 to hit you. That is going to be a 17, which will miss a cocked die, a 31, which I think still misses, and a, I mean, rolling fairly decent, but uh, all of them are the mid to high 20s, so none of those will hit. That brings us to red, who is also going to full withdraw uh, the same direction and disappears. I'm going to remove them from the combat because the number of rounds that that will last is a lot. <laughs> Nine. It's crazy. The other blue Morlock is going to step up to get into flanking, though, to kind of fill that gap yep. and make a full attack. Again, yep. has to roll a 20 to hit you. He has two attacks. Miss with a 12. Yeah, with haste. Miss with a 15. I wish I was cool like Gideon. You are cool like Gideon. What are you saying, Orin? No, he's, he's he's got all that armor, man. Can't even be hit. Can't even be hit. <laughs> Don't even have to worry about healing. Cause yeah. For the other Morlocks. No, they're dead, remember? Yeah. They he's died. full attack Orin. No! All you have to do, Orin, is get 36 AC. 24 probably won't hit you, Orin. No. And a 11 probably won't hit you. That brings us to Jessup. 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 <laughs> it's gonna maintain performance. Cool, I love that. My Air guitar in the background. It's, it's really just his voice. Uh, and then Jessup will. Words of encouragement. You can do it. Yeah, he he hears the sadness in Oren's voice, so he will run. As he <laughs> runs, he will uh, he will pull out his short bow, and then as he runs up, people are like, "Don't worry, Oren, you're my hero too." As he hits him with heroism. <laughs> Oh. He hits him with his bow. Heroism. Yes. Hits him with an arrow. Uh, so yeah, I got my bow out. I ran, slapped Orn in the cheeks, face cheeks, Whoosh. and um, yeah, that's it. Okay, that'll bring us to Blue Destroyer, who's going to run up and flanking, make one attack. These are the guys who gave you some PTSD. And that's gonna hit. No! With a 35. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah, no, that hits. Okay. Let's take some damage. Oh, awesome. Awesome. One. Uh, so 14 plus 9 is 23 plus d6. 26 points of damage. Ow. My cheeks. Wow. I rolled a one wow. on the d10. That's crazy. With a one, still did 26. That brings us to Kieran. Oi, this is a pickle. You got rid of two of them. Yeah, I did, but now I don't know whether to support Gideon or to support Orin. You can ask, and Gideon can free action and respond. Ah, Kieran doesn't ask. Kieran just acts. Hey, kind of he wears axe every day. It's his favorite scent. That's, that's yeah. He wears the what's the blue lightning one? <laughs> that's, that's what, what he, he wears. wears. I don't know. Well, I'm gonna have to look it up. I got. I'm gonna have to look All it right. up. All right, Kieran is going to burn some spells, boys. All right. Would it be good if I got into flanking with them, or 
because where I'm at, I really can't do anything. Free action, Jessup will interject. Um, the blue axe is Phoenix, by the way. Phoenix. <laughs> oh, that doesn't suit my... There's there's one that looks like lightning on the art, though, isn't there? Okay, Kieran is going to cast Blur on Gideon. Okay. And then oh, he's nice. going to move to be behind Oren. Save me. Oren, it is your turn. Okay. You've got two guys in front of you. One of them was hit. I think you hit the yeah. the one. Yeah, the orange one. So Oren's going to try and hit the orange one because he don't like the flanking. Okay. Roll your attacks. Okay. Both of those will hit. All three of those will hit. Uh, and you'll do the Jessup damage here. That's going to be another 13. Four, five, and four. Okay. So the first attack does 15 points of damage, which brings it to one hit point. The second attack does 12, which brings it down. And the third attack, the 21, will move that over, I assume, to the blue one. Yeah. Uh, which will hit. Uh-huh. Oh. Surprising. And deal 12 plus 16. 16 points of damage. Yep. All right. That went surprisingly better than I anticipated. The flanking is over for one of you. Yay. And the other one of you is Gideon. Unless you'd like to five foot step, Oren. Maybe. You'd have to pretty much go down here. That's pretty much the only op- you'd option. You'd have to go down. I'm just going to stay where I'm at. I'm staying where I'm at. Gideon, how would you like to die? Ha! <laughs> nice try. We're going to continue to fight defensively and full round attack. Okay. Going after red still? Yeah. Both of those will hit. 33, 26, and a 24. So all three of those will hit. So nice. 12 plus 14 is 26, plus 9 is 35. Give me my discordant voice. So 44 points of damage, I believe that is. Yeah, fighting defensively, too. That's not that's not too bad. Can't, can't get too upset about that. Pretty good, pretty good. There's no other spell except for grace that I can cast as a because I would really love to cast some of my level 1 spells as swift actions. That sounds nice. Yeah, it oh, sounds uh, like there's yeah, a reason why they don't let everybody do that. Yeah, should have been a war priest. <laughs> yeah, should have been. <laughs> would have been a lot more powerful. Well, that'll bring us to Red, who is flanking, power attacking, full attacking. 20, uh, 20, yeah, that's whatever the other If it starts is. with a 2, the answer is that it's not for you. Um... Also, the 20s, the last one, the bite, is in the teens. So none of those will hit. More like blue rolls a natural one and a 20. So both of those will miss Gideon. Brings us to Jessup. Jessup will, I guess, continue performance. He will five foot step uh, that away. And he will ready an action. I guess, do I have to be like super specific or just say ready an action so that if... Gideon or like Orn move out of the way and he could get a shot at one of them without having a cover bonus. Can you take it? Okay. He's just looking for a clean shot. And I mean, he could look both ways. He's just yep. trying to not shoot yep. through his allies. Or... Yep. Reading in action for an open shot. Yep. Correct. Yep. So that's all just we'll do. Give it up, guys. Okay. Brings us to Destroyer B. B is in blue, as in not flanking. He will full attack, power attack Orin. A 20 will miss. A 12 will miss, and a natural one will miss. Orin is safe for now. Yay! It's your turn, Kieran. Okay, 
Kieran's going to free You're action. You're too excited. Calm down. Like, <laughs> man, you came in hot. Okay, let's do this. <laughs> Kieran's, free Kieran's action. going to free action, grow his claws. Ooh. And then he's Beautiful. going Love to it. dimension door to be right there. Oh. In flanking. Oh, the surprise. Oh, my so gosh. Now, do you have dimensional agility? No. Why do I need dimensional agility? She's not making an attack. That I'm not making an attack. It's just so I'm threatening so that you get flanking. Gotcha. I see. And that's my turn. Brings us to Oren. Smack! Give him the old, give him the old, the old squeaky hammer. You are face to face with an unkillable foe. Yep. Give me one second. Uh, I gotta. This foe cannot be killed. So we have a 27, a 19, a 23. This one doesn't have any penalties going on. So the 27 and the 23 will hit, the 19 will miss. That will be 8 plus 12 for 20, plus 3 for 23 points of damage to that one. All right. He is still up, but uh, a little bit angry. I was already right angry. He's more angry. Gideon, it is your turn. You're flanking both of them at the same time. Yes. Because magic. Because they're in the same square, so. So I'm going to get that flanking bonus in there. I'm going to continue to fight defensively because I love uh, not dying. I mean, the past couple of rounds, I wouldn't have missed you. I wouldn't have hit you even if you were fighting defensively, so you can probably just stop that. Um. Well, here's the other thing. I haven't been rolling too terrible, so I'm just going to keep that luck train going. Bam! 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 Get dead. 22, 30, and 36 will all hit. So 13. Starting with red and moving, working my way downtown. So 13, and we'll just do Jessup's. That makes it 20, and then a 14 and a 14. So that is 48 points of damage. He's still up. Get dead. Extremely hurt. Bashed, battered, bruised, but alive. 14, 15, 19 to the face after a whole round of 45 damage. Yeah, this guy's still up. That's what 125 health looks like almost. That will bring us to the top of round four now. It is Red's turn. Red is going to retaliate against the thing that hit it. It's going to miss. That one might have hit if it had been the first attack. That'll also miss. The blue Morlock will miss on his first attack, but did roll a natural 20 on the bite, which only has a plus two. <laughs> no, it's flanking, plus four. Still, this is why it's so dumb, man. Stupid uh, It's obviously not going to confirm, but the damage, oh boy. You take... Not the damage. Eight points of damage. Oh, that's a that's scary zone. That's gonna that's gonna take me below a number I'm comfortable with. Oh, which will bring us to Jessup. Delay. All right. I'll drop <laughs> performance and delay. Oh, that's right. I was supposed to move out of the way. That's okay. Uh, Jessup will just kind of like, hey, uh, if somebody moves, I can I can shoot him up. Um, I guess he, he says somebody. The only person is yeah. Only. I forgot. <laughs> He would just move out of the way. Gideon can move. <laughs> Jessup will wait for clear line of shot. You, I think you guys got it. But if you give me an opening, a good opening, at least about two good feet, I'll take it. Uh, the blue destroyer by Oren uh, will miss all of his attacks. Rolled a bunch of single digit rolls there. Nice. Way to go, Oren. <laughs> Nothing to do with me. He rolled single digits. <laughs> no, you were too intimidated. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Squeaky hammer. That brings us to Kieran, who has claws and is flanking. 
Okay. Of course, Kieran's gonna get all the glory when he gets all the kills here. That he's gonna be like, look at all the work I did. Wow. It's coming from an angry. <laughs> it's coming from an angry place, my guy. Goodness, Milani is very vindictive. You know, everything I've done has been for your character, Josh. <laughs> Literally everything I've done. <laughs> I cast fear to try to get them not flanking. I cast blur on you. I got into flanking so that your attacks would hit. I can't satisfy you. Oh yeah, Jace, I have blur. You gotta, you gotta roll. As you were talking, I remembered and I rolled it. I'm going to full attack, bite, claw, claw. All right. So, how does that work? If you intend to use your glaive as well, then these will be at minus five. If not, then they'll be at your full. Yeah, but with iteratives, would it be bite, bite, claw, claw? It's or is the what second you want claw? it to be. You could bite, claw, five foot step back, do glaive, glaive, I believe. Or you no, could- No, I'm not gonna glaive. I'm gonna just okay, bite so and claw. Okay, so it would just be, it would be one of them again. Okay, so. I'm going to do two bites and two claws. So the bites okay. are coming up here. I've got a 30 and oh, a 25. Are you going at, which one are you going after? So this will be after the, I guess the Morlock is sort of closer to me, the regular guy. Okay. So against him at first. Okay. So, so that's 31 16. damage. Okay. Those Hold two on. attacks will kill that one, even without Jessup's bonus, but you will need both attacks to do it. Okay. And then my two claws will go against the destroyer. Yep. Still flanking. I think he like reaches out and grabs the Morlock with his claws and just like rips out his jugular with his his bite. And then he throws the guy aside and then he goes after the other one with his claws. So both claws on the destroyer is 35 and then a natural one. So the 35 will hit. Minimum nine damage. Nine points of damage. It is still up. Okay. I think you're just outside yeah. of range for... Yeah, you're 10 So it out. is still up, but worse for the wearer, it is Oren's turn. I will five foot step here. Oh, the big braid play. Okay. It's still your turn. He delayed not ready to action. Yeah, he delayed. He can choose to go after you finish your oh. turn but, uh, okay carry on well i five foot step and then i will give him the squeaky hammer oh yes you will that'll hit that'll hit 35 28 and 32 all of those will hit so 14 plus 14 is 28 plus 13 is 41 plus another 14 from jessup's three die wow let's say 41 so 55 55 yeah okay that is a ton of damage it is still up but that is a ton of damage Jessup would like to go when he's done. Okay. Jessup can, I'll move in the initiative. Go ahead and take your turn. You can do a full round attack here if he likes. That's pretty cool. I would. So Jessup will a king strike himself in the face. Nice. <laughs> he will. Uh, let's see. So we got a king strike point blank. Fire into melee. Haste. I think we're good. All right. And he will attempt full round attack here. Go for it. It's a 25, a 28 with a uh, nat 20 for a crit, uh, 17 confirmation, so I'm sure that will not confirm, but another 28 will, I believe all of them would hit, or they should. All of them will hit, but you do not crit. That crit would have been a, a lot, though. 32. <laughs> and I guess, curious, does my discordant voice work on myself? I don't know. What does it say? 
you count as your own ally, but... I don't, because I think there's some things we've said that don't, but I think that one should, because I benefit from my own performances. Yeah, this one probably does. I am within 30 feet of myself. Okay, so I will roll, because he's obviously within 30 feet of me for point blank, so I will get all three shots then. So that's another nine sonic damage. Okay, so the first attack is 15. Still up. The second attack is 11 plus 6 for 17. So it goes to minus 1 on the second attack. So your final attack, you could redirect, but the other one does have cover still. Or you could, like, hit this one and, like, really put it down. Um, I guess Jessup would try to do a quick, like, snapshot to the top one then. Might as well not waste the full round. Um, okay. I don't know if a 20 would hit. I mean, it's still a pretty solid roll for me. Uh, yeah, so it... Yeah, it doesn't have any any penalties to its AC. It's getting a plus four bonus to its AC, but a 28 will still hit. You do have precise shot? I do not, but um, it's uh, firing into melee. It's already in there, the minus four. Okay, so yeah, okay, then you're good. So Jessup's final attack, 28 to hit, will hit a 14 plus one for 15 points of damage. That brings it to minus five. Oh, steal the glory! <laughs> just some single-handedly defeated the destroyer, so that will yep. be what the story is in the yep. taverns. Well, yeah. Yes. <laughs> but of course. But of course. With that, you have felled the last of these Morlocks here, and you don't see or hear any of them coming. The ones that ran away don't seem to be returning. And, uh, Kieran, I am showing a little bit of what you would have seen from where you were standing at that one point in time. Does this look to be a wall? It is an opening into the crevice. Oh. It seems to be. Like, you can hear wind and everything out there, so, like, it's an opening to who knows what. You'll have to get closer to see where you're oriented. Kieran will just, he has his back to the group, and he's just watching that direction, so while they're doing some healing, he's gonna just try to make sure nothing pops back out because he knows that those two ran that direction and he's he's afraid that once the spell wears off that they might come back for more so yeah you guys are in this corridor here you don't hear anything coming from around you but you do see the uh, opening to the north well I don't hear anything coming from that direction so we can try to get closer but these winding caverns are make me nervous I'm not sure if something's gonna come barreling around the corner if we're gonna get flanked from behind oh, I don't know just to throw it out there guys I only got about one more use of haste today just saying so as you guys step up into this chamber to investigate you see that it is a you see dark gruesome stains mar the floor and the walls of this 30 foot wide chamber roughly carved into the southern face of the, the fissure here tunnels veer off from where you just came, and uh, I will reveal a little bit. Um, they also veer off in this direction. So you can see that one of the tunnels links back around, and then another one goes a little bit further in. So the tunnels seem to go back in that direction. Anyways, bits of gore and bone line the walls, and this chamber reeks of rot, a stench that would be overwhelming, if it weren't for the enormous opening that goes straight into the massive crevice that you noticed uh, up above on the Darklands, uh, on the Darklands, into the Darklands from the uh, the ancient Dwarven ruins. Uh, if you kind of 
lean slightly out to look up and down, you can gauge that you are probably at... So you remember when you looked into the crevice, you saw holes in the wall, of the si- in the side of the wall, little openings? You seem to be in one of those openings, one of the furthest up openings, about maybe like roughly 100 feet below like the surface. So you're like 100 feet down in one of the the surface most openings that you had seen and down just goes into the deepest of deep abysses maybe let's not take that route into the dark lens if we can avoid it i don't know maybe if we check out the rest of these caves and then there's still that well that continues down maybe if we go down the well there will be a spot to go into the dark lens from further down and we won't have to climb or fly or fall in the crevice yeah, I'd rather uh, find a safe way down, knowing then we should have a safe way back up. Oren, do you remember where you came up from? Uh, no, we uh, we were just running from all the, the Morlocks that were chasing us. Uh, I don't, I don't really remember. So be real with me. What are we looking at down there? Did you face any creatures that we need to be aware of? Oh, I, hey, there's lots of things in the Darklands that. You, you want to be wary of uh, uh, all, all sorts of creatures, uh, dark dwarves, uh, uh, big, big crawly bits with lots of arms, uh, Morlocks, obviously. Um, There's a lot down there. Does it smell as bad as it does in here? Oh yeah, most most of it smells. It reeks. It's oh, awful. Great. It's worse. Do you like Do you like sulfur? Not particularly. Kind of smells uh, like rotten eggs. Oh. Do you like sulfur? No, no. You'll love it down there. Oh. And he just kind of chuckles as he walks. And as you guys proceed, don't move where you're at. As you guys go down this tunnel... (laughs) Oi. (laughs) (laughs) Don't move as we proceed to five-foot step in all directions. (laughs) As you guys enter this uh, hallway, like, you you recall, you, you can see that it links back to where you guys were fighting before. Which kind of is curious. You're like, well, why didn't these guys over here just, like, rush at us? And as uh, Gideon and Oren step forward, you very quickly realize why they didn't come straight to you here. As a magical sigil on the ground just flares to life faintly, and then a rumbling occurs around you. As the ceiling above you turns to mud and collapses all around you. No, I don't have a good reflex save, Jason. No. So, for context, the trigger zone here. Ah, uh, no. The area of effect here. Oh, <laughs> oh go Jessup. Oh, no. Don't forget, uh, at least... That's not good. <laughs> or, and you, you do still have a hero. Oh, that's right. I turned it off. That, that doesn't right. go. No, that that stays for quite some time. As you guys step onto this sigil here, the the ceiling above you turns to mud, and several feet of mud collapse onto you in this tunnel. And I need Gideon, Oren, and Kieran to give me reflex saves. Okay, reflex save isn't great, so we have a sixteen from Gideon, which will fail. A seventeen from Kieran, which will fail, and a twenty-one from Oren. Which was the DC? Yay, hero! I'll live so, forever. Oren, you will take half of this damage. 
Uh, Gideon and Kieran, you'll take 29 points of bludgeoning damage as this massive cavalcade of mud and bits of rock collapse around you. Oren, you only take 14 points of damage. You got it! And that is it. This area within the red here, this area is mega difficult terrain. There is a layer of five feet of mud around you now. Oof. Creatures in the mud have their speed reduced to five feet and take a minus two penalty on attack rolls into AC. So I feel like I shouldn't have to take damage because I have fastidiousness and it means that all dust and moisture slough off me immediately. So all of the mud would just slough off before it even damages me. Yeah, after the weight of it crushes you, yes. No, because it just it just sloughs off. After the weight nope. crushes you. So we're not, like, buried alive, Jason. We're... You're not buried alive, no. Okay. Uh, you suspect that had this occurred in a different order of events, things might have been interesting, but um, the nearby Morlocks have seemingly been killed, so they are not rushing you from all directions. You know, it's times like this where I really miss Frampton. I'm sure he would have been able to spot this before we walked on it. Uh, isn't that the odd fellow that we found uh, that had fleed from Fandar that was kind of sick for a while? He was with that other halfling fellow. Oh, you, you might be right. I I vaguely remember that. I don't remember him being sick. He may, may have been better by the time I got back, but he traveled with us for a while and he was very sneaky, very good at picking out traps and he saved our butts. We went through a, an old vault and he was able to point out all the traps and saved our butts quite a lot well i think if we take our time we can hopefully spot some of these things but what kind of trap was that with the sigil i tried to see what it was but i honestly don't know if i got an, a good enough glance to see what it was yeah with a 17 spellcraft i don't believe that is enough to i had a 25 but i don't know if i got okay, a good 25 enough you you're able to tell with a 25 that it was a... Two effects went off. There was an alarm spell that was triggered. And there was a transmute rock to mud spell that was tri triggered. Did we hear the alarm go off? No, but you... As um, Kieran can see the magical residue. And it is identified as an alarm spell. So somebody specifically heard that in the noggin. Somebody knows we're here. If they're not already dead. Well, yeah, if it's not one of the ones we already killed, but you're right. I have a feeling that if they didn't know we were here before, they certainly know that we're here now. No, well, and just be careful, because we know they got a cast of two. Well, let's carry on. I guess there's nowhere to go except deeper in the warrens. Yep, I'll briefly describe uh, this one side area here. Uh, you know that you've already cleared out the Morlocks that were in that area, but if you were to look around that place, you'd see there's a ledge that leans out over the a great break in the earth, just like on the other side. It descends into blackness. Streaks of white coat the walls and floors of this cavern, and tangles of weeds and dried grass poke out from every cranny in the stone. Uh, and, uh, of course, you do see the tunnel going to the southwest that you have not yet fully explored. Is Navi with us this whole time? Or is she staying up above? She is almost certainly staying up above. Uh, okay. I guess whoever's got a uh, got some good vision should probably go first. Take your time. Probably have the best at 120, right? Or do I have 120? I kind of meant from a perception standpoint there, but... Oh, well, nope, then I'm just going... I'm going to hold back. I'm going to go the well. Not only will he hold back, he'll go a completely different room. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to detect magic as we're going through here. 
Yeah, so you're detecting magic. You all look into this other side chamber. You see uh, this room. It looks like the carefully carved walls and tile floors give way to the roughly dug burrows in this large chamber. Bone and animal hide nests litter the cavern, and a pungent stench of sweat and filth hangs heavy in the air. A vertical shaft descends into darkness in the southwest of this room, which you can kind of see there on the map, while the uh, southeast contains the greatest concentration of cluttered bones. A tunnel uh, opens up from where you just came from, obviously. You'd probably get the sense, looking around here, that it's this was most likely some kind of, like, living quarters, nesting quarters, something like that. Yeah, you don't see anything else uh, of note here. There's nothing magical in this room that you notice. So we're able to identify the Morlocks. Like, do we know if they're intelligent creatures or if they're pretty animalistic? Uh, you would know that the standard Morlock, which you have encountered before, they are definitely not as intelligent as the average human, but they are sentiently intelligent. Okay. Meaning they have more than two intelligence less than 10 somewhere okay. in that ballpark like they can speak they have language okay he's he's just trying to wrap his head around like why would creatures live like this this is just completely foreign to him he can understand an animal living in these conditions but to have something that's sentient and intelligent like it, he's just baffled all right well is there anything of note in here gideon what goes further in i'll walk over and cast a light on this stone and kind of throw it down the shaft and watch it. So you cast light on that stone, you throw it down, it kind of clatters back and forth. It does eventually hit a floor. It looks to be about eh, 50 to 60 feet below you. So it's about 50, 60, and then, it, and then it bottoms out. Yeah, something like that. By the way the shadows cast, can he see anything or like another tunnel that goes on further somewhere? If you like look like way over the edge, you think that the light opens up to another chamber oriented in the direction that you're on. So it, it's like a... It looks like it's bleeding down. Basically, if you are in the bottom left of the screen, you think it opens into a, a room or tunnel or whatever that goes to the north right direction where you just came from, basically. So it's going... He'll, he'll tell the party as much and relay all his scientific findings. What would you all like to do? You know of technically three three exits of this area. There's the well that goes up and down, but there's the ladder only going upwards. You'd have to manually climb downwards. There's this crevice, which goes down, and it looks like this one could probably be climbed as well. And then there's the two openings in the crevice, which go down and could also be climbed. So there's going to be climbing, regardless of what you do. I guess, which could we identify which um, way might be easiest to climb down? So you would know that as far as pure climbing difficulty, the paths that open up to the crevice would be about as difficult to climb as this side tunnel. However, there is significantly greater risk if you were to fall from those, as it does open thousands of feet down. And you would know that the well would probably be harder to climb down than either of those options, but easier to climb up because there's that ladder. Well, I'd, I'd honestly rather go down the well and see what's at the bottom of the well first. 
Do we want to tell Nami what we're doing first before we get too far down in case we, for some reason, can't get back? I mean, I don't think resting's a bad idea. Gideon Cool Guy shrugs. <laughs> cool Guy shrugs. I agree with Orin. I think it would be a good idea to report back on what we've seen and that we've kind of cleared out the the Morlocks here. The only issue is I don't know if we want to bring the whole merchant caravan party down here because if the Morlocks come back up through during the night, I personally would like to see what's down the well a little bit, but I suppose I could go invisible and fly down and see if there's anything of value down there. You know, maybe there's an easier passage. That's a good idea, Karen. Why don't you scout ahead? And we can make a better informed decision then. All right, I certainly can do that. Got some spells left here. Good luck. Don't die again. Nah. I'd rather not, but if I don't come back for quite a while, then come find me, please. Just a little message spell, Kieran. Kieran's going to use a charge of heightened awareness to have good senses, and then he will cast fly and invisibility. How long are those going to last for you, out of curiosity? Nine minutes each. So, uh, I guess, um, yeah, so here, Karen, just in case, I'll hit you Anticipate Peril. So Anticipate Peril gives you a plus five initiative insight bonus, whereas it look like if you used Heightened Awareness, it's just a flat bonus. There's no subtype. Interesting. I And, and that would be fine because I was using Heightened Awareness also for just knowledge checks if I needed. Right. But I guess if you needed to, you could you could use both of those, or the one would consume you use the other one, you get a plus nine initiative. Yeah, then you can really just hightail it out of there. Yeah, I figured, worst case, if you see something and you get in combat, then, you know, Kieran, just, not that I'm expecting anything, but, you know, in anticipation. Kieran will walk. Actually, now that he's flying, he's going to float. He's going to float over here because why expend energy when you can fly? And then he will... So you're flying invisible. Are the mirror images still there? I don't think so. I think they're gone. I'll say we've been exploring and stuff, so then he will just step off and descend into the well. So, yep, like before, you remember it opens up over here to the right a little bit on a, a different map here. And you recall that it opens up to what appears to be like 60 feet down another chamber, perhaps, and then goes even further down from that, but you hadn't explored, you hadn't peeked into what that chamber was. So, are you going down to where you can actually see the chamber? I think so, yeah. So I want to see okay. if there's a whole another level to this, which it sounds okay. like there might be. So yeah, go ahead and move you move move yourself over to the well on the other side of the map here. Oh, there it is. Okay. Yep. You could kick everybody else off if you only wanted me to see it. No, this is fine. A couple of things are going to happen. Oh no! <laughs> You're dead. So you descend down invisibly. Uh, the crashing, the cavalcade of water around you, making it extraordinarily difficult to hear what's going on. But you go down until you can finally see an op see the opening. You go and you see this room. You see, of course, the well in the eastern end of this room where you are coming out of. And that's kind of the thing that breaks up this geometric architecture in this room. Water rushes down from the hole above you and into this well, coating the tile floor of this room with rippling puddles. Candles line the surrounding walls, creating dim light in this room. It's casting a dull glow throughout the entire chamber. Passages seem to lead out. The only one that you can see is to the south, the southeast there. But you also see something else, and you hear it as well. A creature. There is a lone, hunched figure 
standing behind an altar at, in this room. You can see the altar there in the top. I will move this to be on the token level so you can see the creature here. And I'll blow it up as I describe it. Ooh. So you see a lone, hunched figure standing behind an altar. This clear, clearly this Morlock wears a cloak that is stitched with a mess of numerous different capes and carries a gem-studded club. Above its head orbit half a dozen stones, two of which faintly glow with arcane power. You hear the figure frantically rambling, and it just echoes around the room, just rambling to itself. Out of curiosity, what languages do you speak? Not many, just common draconic and goblin. Okay, you have no idea what this figure is rambling, but it's just rambling to itself. It's it's kind of frantic, dis disheveled. It's it's like it's bothered by something. Like this is something you'd expect from like a, a highly paranoid individual. Like the movements, the the way the voice is cracking and whatnot. I will not read what this thing is saying <laughs> because you don't know. We can't hear it from where we're at. You cannot know. You are both too far away because you're 60 feet away and the water was drowning oh. out anything. The only reason that Kieran's getting any chance of hearing it is because it's 10 feet away. The other thing, as you're looking around, the rambling kind of stops and you see this creature going <laughs> sniffing the air around it and begins to slowly turn in your direction. What do you do? It's got scent. I don't smell. I'm pristinely clean or dry. It's probably because it smells something that's not awful. <laughs> There's an absence of a terrible smell there. Who's been cleaning my well? <laughs> In uh, under Commodore's, <laughs> I smell Phoenix. <laughs> oh yeah, it is his cologne, isn't it? Yep. He curses himself for putting it on this yep. morning. So Kieran is going to continue descending okay so before this creature can move in your direction right you just keep going right down. if it starts right. to make a move towards him he's just going to continue to descend okay you continue descending along this uh well which brings you you go down another another 80 feet before this opens up again so this just ends in water at the bottom Yes, so let like me swirling torrent like a maelstrom. A cylindrical torrent of water rushes down from the ceiling into a 40-foot-wide cistern of water, uh, creating a deafening racket. Colorful mineral formations cover the walls both above the water and below. A glint of gold trickles from the water's depths. Oh, Kieran, that catches his his eye, but he's not particularly good at swimming he could be I mean he has a five but the water is rough and I think that's a pretty high swim check it's probably a little rough yeah it looks like it. the water goes down it's pretty murky give me a perception check and I'll let you and depending on what you roll I'll tell you how deep the water seems to go Okay. One thing that I just noticed in looking through our party inventory is that we have this dark blue rhomboid ion stone, which we're not using, which would give somebody a bonus to perception and sense motive. So we'll have to figure that out. No way. No way we're not using that. Is that it's true? just in the inventory. It's not. I don't think it was divvied up to anybody. But for now, 
he doesn't have it. So perception will be a 25. With a 25, it looks like over who knows how many thousands of years has, has passed, sediment has partially filled the cistern's depths. Mm -hmm. But even still, uh, the water appears to be at least uh, 30 feet deep. So it's it's definitely like you're not standing in the water by any means. Right. Okay. But it's one that if you were to just dive all the way straight down, technically there's be enough water to break some of the fall. So you could keep that in mind. I'm just trying to think because if I take 10, I don't even know if you can take 10. But if I if I were able to take 10, I would get a 15, which is the swim DC for rough water. And I have an 18 con, so I can hold my breath for a long time. You can't take 10 on swim checks in stormy water. Okay, is this considered stormy? This is not stormy water. Okay. So then, can I look to see if there's anything in the water? Like, can I detect magic? Yeah, if you detect magic, you detect a singular magical aura. Oh. Can I get the school of magic from that? Moderate abjuration. Okay, his curiosity is severely piqued, and he really does think that he can do this. His only fear is if there's something in the water. That would suck. You can't cast spells underwater, or you can, but there's a... Nothing with verbal components, because you can't speak. Yeah, that's the only one that he would be using. Actually, so. that's wrong. You can cast one verbal component spell, but you lose all your air if you try to do that. Okay, well, I could do that. That. So you will drown if you don't immediately leave well yeah i'm just thinking because dimension door is verbal so if i needed to get out of there i could cast that and i would immediately be gone as long as yeah i don't know if i need to roll a caster level check even with that to do i think you probably do yeah so uh casting spells will submerge can be difficult for those who cannot breathe underwater a creature that cannot breathe water must make a concentration check to cast a spell underwater this is in addition to the caster level check successfully cast a fire spell. Well, that doesn't apply. Creatures that can breathe water are unaffected and can cast spells normally. Some spells might function differently underwater subject to GM discretion. Yeah, so you would have to make a check. If you failed the check, you'd start drowning immediately. I really want to do it, though. Kieran is going to try to swim. Okay. What is your swim check? I'm going to message Jessup. Okay. I think I can still reach. Oh, maybe not, because I went down 80 feet and 60 feet, so I think I'm outside you of the radius. You are 140 feet down. Yeah, and message is, what, like 100 feet plus 10 feet per level? Oh, that would be, what, another 210 feet? So... What? You're not... You're caster level, so 190 feet. Well, Jessup cast it on me. Oh, yeah, Jessup so cast it's, it's level. Yes. Yeah, so it's Jessup's caster level. So I think that's 210 feet. Yes. Correct. Okay, and, and am I within 210 feet? I guess he wouldn't necessarily know, so he's still going to whisper to Jessup, and he's going to say, well, I'm at the bottom of the well. There's something down there under the water. I think I can get it. Just, if you don't hear from me in, like, a couple minutes, maybe come figure out what's going on. I don't know, but I'm going to try it, and then he'll go into the water. Okay, a couple minutes you're gonna be... If something really went wrong, you'd be dead by a couple I know, minutes. that's why he was like, that was stupid to say, but 
And how are they going to really get here in time anyway? So Joseph's going to turn to the group and be like, uh, Kieran is down near the bottom of the well, and uh, apparently he found something he's going to try to swim for. So he said if we don't hear from him in a few minutes, come get him. And then right before he goes underwater, Kieran's going to be like, I hope Oren has Ray's dead prepared. Kind of a joke, but also kind of scary. Cosmically, Oren will go, he does. Can, can, it's so far down, but I don't know. Could I look down the well? Can you, can you see Kieran at all? No, because there's like a waterfall going around you. So you, you really can't see anything. My dark vision wouldn't go that far anyway. No, it would not. Okay. What's your swim check, Kieran? If you take 10, 15? 15. Okay. Yep. And then I have an 18 con, so what is that? Four minutes I can hold my breath? Okay. You dive into the water. You begin swimming down. You see a couple things. The the gold glint that you noticed appears to be an angular golden crown that's kind of sitting in the silt at the bottom of this cistern. You also notice there is a scattering of coins and gems appear to be like maybe amethysts uh, that just like scattered all over the place it would probably take some time to collect them all you could attempt to do that but I uh, would have to see how many you would, you could get while underwater uh, if you went for the magical presence you would see a small ring okay he's gonna try to snatch the ring okay you grab the ring okay and then he's going to so you said there was an angular crown Yep, an angular golden crown doesn't appear to be magical, but it is cool. Is it, like, large, or is it just, like, a normal human-sized crown? It appears to be, like, it wouldn't fit you very well, but it's roughly humanoid, yeah. He's gonna grab that, too. And then he's gonna, he's going to swim up. Alright. You swim up. And you're free. I probably should reveal just that this goes out straight like always oh okay into like a larger area it looks like it opens up he's he'll sopping wet well he's gonna because mm, it's he's gonna be dripping in the water but it's it's rough water anyway so who's gonna know he's gonna he's gonna go up to the edge and just look in and see if he if it seems to open up into a larger room he's still invisible so you'll see pretty much the entire room. Okay. Mind you, he's not hovering over the floor here. He's still hovering over the water so that he doesn't, like, drip on the floor. Let me redo what I was revealing there. So from that vantage point, we'll give you something like something like this, we'll say. Uh, something like something like that. Okay. He doesn't immediately see anything? Oh no, you you freaking immediately see something. Oh dear. Let me let me let me just I'll let this speak for itself. Let me just put this on the map for you. Oh dear. Oh <laughs> he immediately thinks back to what Warren just told him about the things, the bits that have all the the arms and and he like his blood goes cold he gets that chill down his spine his arms get goosebumps immediately as this thing is just probably skittering around in there tried to warn you you see several walls of this old massive storehouse it looks like have collapsed the rocks and detritus and large chitinous plates litter the floor Uh, the ceiling rises to 30 feet here 
and has partially collapsed, exposing a large fissure leading up to a faint green glow way, 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 way up. The sound of rushing water echoes from behind you. The only visible exit is the one that you can't see from where you are, so I'm not going to describe that. But as you're looking into this room, you see a creature, a colossal creature, like 30 by 30 foot crazy long creature. Do you have knowledge nature? I do not know. Okay. You don't know exactly what type of creature this is. I mean, it obviously looks like some sort of like colossal centipede of some sort. It's writhing, seemingly endless segmented monstrosities just kind of like curled up in the corner of this room. It's great mandibles kind of clack every once in a while. And we won't say any of the rest of that stuff. It doesn't appear to have noticed you. Okay. He's, he's going to take a mental image and try to capture as much detail about this creature so that he can describe it to the others and maybe give them a sense of what maybe it could be. Game terms, I don't know if they could roll a check with a, a penalty or something, but he's just going to like take mental notes and then he's going to He's going to get out of there. He's going to bypass you, the other. You could get closer. <laughs> no, I'm not getting closer. Coward. He's not getting closer. Coward. He he will immediately fly straight up, bypassing that next level and going to the level that his friends are on. Okay. As you begin flying up, uh, you notice that the figure is now like adjacent to the well. <laughs> oh, and, my. Like, still sniffing around oh and my. as as you sniff up like you're going you're going fast enough that it's not like the creature is going to be able to like grab you or anything but you are like kind of surprised by it being right there like face to face with you at this point and it immediately begins sniffing like vehemently as as you as you go by and like starts looking up after you i like to think that as i go up though i'm dripping so there's just like drips of water that are it's like raining I mean, in this there's well. a waterfall Oh, it's a waterfall? So okay. Never there's mind. Like, there's a lot of water dripping I didn't realize there. there was water coming down this. I thought it was yeah, just so a shaft. You remember how in the surface there's an aqueduct, one of which was broken, goes straight into the crevice, the other one goes into the ruins? The aqueduct is immediately dropping all of the water into this well. It's going straight down all the way. So there's like a waterfall all around you as you go down this well. Oh, well, don't I seem stupid now? Okay. I take that back then. Yeah, you, you get back to the to your allies there, but you suspect that that figure suspects something is up. Right, okay. So I'm going to, as quietly as I can, fly back up to where my friends are, and I am going to, without saying a word, put the crown on Jessup's head. Okay. Jessup, you suddenly feel like a king. <laughs> what bonuses do I get? You have no idea how much I would love for this to have been a cursed item. A cursed item? <laughs> well, it's specifically because you told me that it it wasn't magical, so I knew it, it shouldn't Well, there are anything. some cursed items that don't... There are some cursed items that don't yeah. appear magical. So, it would have been the best You thing. just see it mold to Jessup's head and he can't take it off? Yeah. Uh, nothing happens, but, um, yeah, so... That's a real shame. It would have been really nice. That suits you, Jessup. Maybe you should become king of Nirmathos and this is all over. Ah, no, we don't do that here. Well, maybe you could. Maybe it's not all bad. 
Is it a dwarven crown? It does appear to have dwarven make, yep. Well, so here's the rundown. There's a level that seems to be below us. Would you say, Jason, 60 feet? Yeah, 60 feet below you, and then 80 feet after that. All right, we may have found our caster who cast the, the alarm spell and the transmute stone to mud. What was it? Rock to mud? Uh, yes, rock to mud. It does appear to have some sort of scent ability. Uh, even though I was invisible and flying, it did smell me and it's on the alert now. It does know that I was there. I continued down, like Jessup said, uh, well, like I told Jessup, uh, there's, I got to the bottom of where all the water is emptying down and I was able to find this crown and this ring. You just thought it would be appropriate to put it on Jessup's head. The My ancestors' relics. You just throw them around. Well, I don't know it was dwarven. Could have been anybody's, for all I know. Anyway, I almost forgot the bigger thing that's down there is there's a colossal bug. It has tons and tons of little legs. I... I've never seen something like that before in my life. It does somewhat remind me of the the spider thing that we fought out when we were on our way to Longshadow, but it's not a spider. It's got way more legs. So, Orin, it reminds me of what you were telling, you know, things that have lots of legs. And this thing was massive. Like, I don't think I've seen anything quite this large before. Like Earthbreaker there that uh, felled Titan? I don't remember how big that was, but maybe it's bigger than that. Earthbreaker was not gargantuan. It was huge. It was bigger than huge. Whatever's one step bigger than huge. So Earthbreaker, I believe, was... So bigger than huge is gargantuan. And so this must be colossal. Yeah, I think Earthbreaker was... It, it was either huge or gargantuan. It might have been huge. I think the ogre spider you fought was gargantuan. I think Earthbreaker must have been huge. Uh, this thing was bigger than both of those easily. So, Jason, so this would be, like, colossal long? Probably. It was all curled up, but probably. So let's just say the typical weight they associate with a colossal creature is 125 tons or more. So that's that's a that's a big creature. So, yeah, Kieran's going to try to describe this as best as he can, and I don't know if Jessup may be familiar with this at all or if it's something that he would actually need to see, but he would actually, Kieran would pull out his um, his journal and he would try to sketch it. It's not a very good sketch, but he's going to try to sketch it as best that he can in his journal to kind of give a visual. So what I'll say is I'll let him roll a knowledge nature on it, but no matter what he rolls, he won't get any extra information, but he might identify at least what it is. He'd have to see it to be able to get the extra information, I'll say. If hypothetically I roll just to kind of get the name, if I actually see it, can I roll again for the monster lore? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I'll just try to help I at least identify what its name could be. You said nature? Yes. Uh, sure, I'll use another investigative mind charge. Why not? So two of those. 27. Okay. With a 27, you're thinking through all of the various uh, insectile creatures that you know of that are very large. You're in, you've lived in the Hollow Hills before. You know that some very, very large creatures there. The only one that you can think of off the top of your head that fits that description and is that unbelievably large is something known as a Titan Centipede which are neutral, colossal vermin. 
Oh, wow. Colossal. That's pretty big. So, uh, it's just basically a very, very big centipede. Yeah, this definitely was very, 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 very big. Yeah, you know that titan centipedes are the largest of their kind, and thankfully also the rarest. They attack other living creatures fearlessly and require constant sustenance to nourish their vast bulk. Humanoids are in most danger from titan centipedes when mounted rather than afoot. Uh, yeah, that thing will tr- definitely try to eat us down there. Um, I don't I know if we need to go down that far. I guess that uh, one caster thing you want to talk about, I don't know if we maybe should dispatch that or not. Yeah, I don't know. It, it was a very unique creature. It was speaking a language that I, I don't speak. I, I couldn't understand what it was saying, but it seemed really perturbed by something. It was almost erratic, paranoid maybe, but then it started to smell me and that distracted it from whatever it was doing, but it also had a whole bunch of stones around its head. Uh, Jason, would I know if they were like Ayun stones? Uh, roll me a spellcraft. Spellcraft of natural one for a 15. So even though I have an Ayun stone, I don't know. You've what seen Ayun stones before. They are almost certainly Ion stones, but you haven't the faintest idea what they are given the color you saw. They could be any of them. You didn't even see if any of them were cracked or flawed. No idea, but they did look probably like Ion stones. Okay, that's all I care about anyway, so I would say, well, it looks like it has a whole bunch of Ion stones that are flying around its head, which, speaking of which, we actually have one of those that we're not using, so... Well, I guess, do we uh, attempt to go down there and negotiate, or dispatch. I am not sure it's going to be negotiated with. So far, we haven't had much luck negotiating, but... Yeah, I hate to just go on a uh, hobo killing spree, but at the same time... I mean, if... At some point, I think we're going to have to rest. I'm getting down there with my spells. I do have a couple more that I could use, and if worse comes to worse, I could teleport us all down there so we wouldn't have to climb. Well, I think if we had to, uh, I mean wanted to get a surprise attack in there, maybe we could just teleport. I mean, it's somewhat suspecting us, but if we just all kind of poof right in next to it, definitely take it by surprise. Assuming we just want to go straight for the kill. Right, I don't know. I don't know if it can be reasoned with. That would have to be you, Jessup, and Orin. I don't know if you have the capability or if you know the languages they speak down here, but I I just, I there was no reasoning with it from my perspective. I have quite a few uh, languages that I do know, such as rattle them off. Golly, you have a lot of languages. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Sarah believes that they probably speak under common, so... That's uh, language per level. Plus, um, you know, I do obviously have the capabilities of uh, using tongues and uh, comprehend languages, so one way or another I'll be able to understand and talk to it. Just a matter of if I know it offhand or not. Right. And not that I want to put her in danger, but I don't know if Navi would be helpful as somewhat of a diplomat, being a creature from the Darklands herself. But again, I don't want her to be there just as collateral damage, you know? I think we're enough collateral damage. Well, how are you all feeling? Do you feel like if we got into a spat that we could handle ourselves? I mean, I could always save a, a one more spell to get us out of there if we needed to. I've got two more uses of that, and then I'm done. Uh, to be honest, I, I am ready for whatever comes ahead. Uh, mechanically, I have used three spells. Hey, somebody's been gearing up for a dungeon crawl. 
I, I, I figured that's what we were doing, so I He's was... He's like, I might be close to death, but I ain't casting none of them spells. I mean, I still got some slots available. I can still do some things. I guess it's just... My only resource that it's expended is my Divine Touch, which does hurt, but it's not that bad because I have other healing methods. It's just slower. So what do you guys think? Do we maybe go see if Navi can uh, give us any insight of whether we can negotiate with any of these things, or should we try to negotiate? What do you guys think? I think we can just try and negotiate. I'm actually quite okay. Mechanically, Warren's fine. I mean, I've expended a few spells, and I'm pretty low on channels. If you guys don't mind spending ten minutes, I can commune real quick. And just see if the Morlocks can be reasoned with, or if they deserve death. Deserve death. That's really dark. <laughs> it's really dark. Does Orin still look disguised like a Duragar? Yeah. He wouldn't have, like, bathed or anything yet. Yeah, you haven't really had time to wash anything off your skin. So, I mean, it's probably starting to come off a little bit just naturally. But, um, so it's not like a great disguise at this point. It probably wouldn't fool a real, like, if you came across a Duragar, probably wouldn't really fool him at this point. But, um, like, it's kind of still there, yeah. I, I hate to ask, but while Gideon's commuting, if you choose to do that, Gideon, is there any way I could get some wand uses? Gideon, before he starts the ritual, will go ahead and hand over his wand if somebody wants to use it for him. I'll take down the rounds. Kieran's going to actually take the wand and he's going to just try it and see what happens. So he's going to roll, use magic device and roll a natural two and he'll just kind of like wax it on his hand and then he'll hand it to Justin and be like, yeah, I didn't think that was going to work, but I thought it was worth a try. Um, okay, well, let me, I mean, you can still try. It's not like you failed terribly. Well, I guess I could, I could try again. Ooh, 28. That does worse. There you go. Oh, so I, I, I healed myself. Kieran kind of like, I put a little pep in his step. It's like, we don't need you anymore. I can do all of this. I'm fine. I'll live forever. I got a beaming smile right now. (laughs) Yeah. Kieran's going to be like, well, I'll. Let me let me just play with this. This is kind of fun. I want to try it again. So I'll roll a thirty that time. Good I'll just be here if you need me. <laughs> how many how many uses does this thing have? I don't want to I don't want to take the whole thing. Gideon, as he's uh, making the preparations to commune, it's got plenty as he waves away his critiques. All right. Well, let me try it once more. I'm on a roll. Twenty four. Plenty is one more than a few. One d eight plus one. All right. Wow. I'm not very good nice. with the rolls, but. Now I'm only I'm only down fifteen now, so I think I'll be good. And he'll hand it, or he'll hold on to it till Gideon's done, and then he'll give it back to Gideon. Or if Jessup wants to take it, it doesn't matter to him. But Jace, I don't have a whole host of questions to ask. His gods, just mostly, should they bring Navi down? Should we bring her down here with us, or wait a bit longer before she comes down? Should uh, we attempt to negotiate or reason with the Morlocks, or is death their most quickest reasoning? And I think that's it. Is there anything party-wise you guys would want Divine Aid uh, to make a decision about today? No. No? I think it's just those two, Jace. Okay. So, should you bring Navi down? The answer is no. And you would all remember that Navi had told you that she has already been attacked by the Morlocks before when they were leaving, so... Chances are, like, just because she's a Darklands creature doesn't really mean that she's going to have any better chance than you guys would. And you can phrase the yes-no questions like this. Can the Morlocks be reasoned with? Should we reason with them? And he'll ask both Milani and 
What's the other god he worships? Iomide. Ah, man. I'm sorry. Did I make it too hard? I don't want to say unclear for all of those. <laughs> that's, that's fine. You can. I won't so, get mad. Can the Morlocks be reasoned with? Yes. Should you? Unclear. Sounds like we go guns a-blazing murder hobo. <laughs> Let's do more genocide, boys. I, I asked my gods. They said murder's okay. <laughs> yeah, we can negotiate with them. I don't know if we should, but that means definitely kill all of them. Yes. <laughs> We're going on a crusade. That's right. That's definitely some, some crusader logic there for sure. <laughs> All right, well, uh, unclear. Not a podcast and productions does not endorse genocide of any kind. Unless they're troglodytes. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, unless you run into a troglodyte or a morlock, in which case, go for it. No, I don't want to get canceled. By the morlocks? Um, yeah. <laughs> By, the, By the, real the, morlocks, the real world morlocks. The real life morlocks. Yeah, the real life morlike ambassadors. They're going to get offended. Yeah, let's just go down and talk to them, I guess. Oh, so you're saying did did your your gods then said go down talk to them or murder? He'll he'll uh, re he'll repeat verbatim uh, the questions he asked and the answers he got. Um, so I I do not know what is best, but I will defer to the group. <laughs> Seems like your gods don't really know what's best either. Well, they're not omnipotent or omniscient. They they know a lot of things, but not everything. Even the gods have the limits on their own power. Oh, I can be the transportation. I'll let you do the talking since I won't be able to communicate with them. So Jessup and Oren will defer to you. If you feel that you can maybe speak with us individual, then go for it. And we'll back you up if anything happens. Well, I can definitely cast some stuff so I could chat with them one way or another. I mean, once we get down there, I can identify the languages they speak, assuming that she is a uh, Morlock. But um, I guess as soon as we get down there, I better start doing some chatting. Otherwise, she might get some casting. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. We can try to talk our way out of this one, and if worse comes to worse, I'll be ready for a fight. And if things start to go bad, we just get to me, and I can get us out of here. Is everyone in agreement, then? Sounds like a plan. Alright. I don't know how I'm gonna climb down the well. Uh, I don't know how Orin's gonna <laughs> climb down the well. That's why I'm Dimension Dory. Oh, that's right. That's there. right. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, 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 right. Good point. That's why I Good said I have, two, I have two castings left of that. I have two fourth level spells, so we will go one way. At least Kieran is on top of Listen, things. Listen, I don't have great intelligence, but at least I know what I'm capable of, and that's something that I can do for us, so. So Jessup will um, cast tongues and comprehend languages as soon as he does. He'll give Kieran the Fat Ranger nod so we can teleport. I feel like you only need one of those spells. Why? Well, I don't. I comprehend languages that help me understand tongues. You don't understand; you can just speak it, right? Uh, no, it does both. The ability to speak and understand. Oh, but this. Yep, save your spell, buddy. I don't know if it lets you read, but comprehend languages would let you read. I, I would say that tongues lets you read because it says understand. No, I'd say no. It... I would say it doesn't let you read. Tongues is yeah, speech. No. Comprehend languages would let you read. Yeah, I'll just do both. It doesn't matter. I got the slide. Comrade's only level one spell, so. Okay. Go ahead and port yourselves where you want to be ported. I guess we can stay in this formation if you guys want. Then Kieran can just align us however he wants when he ports us in, because he knows the floor. We don't. 
I think what he's going to do is actually arrange it so that... Why don't you just place this where you want, Kieran, as long as I, 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 I can I can place them, just tell Okay, me. so basically, I would want Jessup and Oren to be here, and Kieran will be here, so that when we bamf down, Jason, we will we will go to be in... Let's make it these four squares, so that Jessup and Oren are the ones that are closest to where that individual may have been so that they can immediately just hear the language of this thing speaking and, and converse back. So I guess, yeah, as soon as we bamf in, I'll try to take a you know, look around and see. As soon as I see them, I'll try to do a monster lore real quick to see if I can at least gauge the languages that they speak and then immediately start trying to calm it down. You guys teleport into this room, and for those of you who hadn't already seen it, again, there's this well to the eastern edge of the room that breaks up the geometric architecture. Water rushes down uh, to the to the floors below. There's a rippling layer of water everywhere on this floor. Keep that in mind for any invisibility users. Candles line the surrounding walls, casting a dull glow throughout the chamber. So the whole this whole room is dull, uh, a dim lighting. Uh, and you see, again, this hunched figure, cloak of many stitched capes, uh, a gem-studded club, several stones circling above his head, and the creature appears to be rambling again. It's gone back to its ramblings, and those of you who speak under common do actually understand what it says. And if you're looking at the wall behind it, you can see writing on the wall. It's kind of just like, it's just etched onto the wall. And the, the, the words that you see are just kind of frantic ramblings. It says uh, lies, false, faker, those types of words. And the, the creature, what you hear it saying, and I apologize for this, I will do my best with this voice that I actually haven't been practicing at all. Hey man, I expect average things from you. You hear this creature mumbling to itself in the moments before it realizes that you've come in and it says, Faker! Deceiver! Imposter! Gone! Gone! The world serpent is gone! Lies this false, false goddess! Fake serpent! She lies! Lies! And then by the time it's said all of that, it notices you in the room and it looks up and it says, Intruders! Intruders! Name yourselves. Jessup will put his hands up, you know, in the air, just kind of like, you know, freeze. And he'll just kind of like slowly step over here, like, oh, hey, hey, not uh, sorry, don't mean to alarm you here. Just coming down. Uh, we're in peace. We're actually just travelers trying to find our way to Kregadon. You look like you're having a little uh, trouble there. Anything that we can maybe help you with? Uh, do I roll uh, hopefully sick diplomacy? Go, go ahead and roll me a diplomacy. Can I smile to aid him? <laughs> <Is it real? laughs> smile <laughs> to aid. <laughs> Just a real nice friendly smile and a cool guy yeah, nod. Yeah, I won't see your smile through your helmet. He'll, he'll, he'll lift it up. He'll lift it up. It's going to be a terrifying smile if you roll poorly. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one of those anime moments where your smile is just super sinister. <laughs> will he, will he mm, let me do it? No, I don't think so. Oh, uh, I would even accept a pen. Can <laughs> can foreign say in like under common like easy, easy, and then try and aid. Sure. Ha ha! 
What? I speak can under I, common. Can I give you a don't thumbs speak up, under babe? common. Can I give a thumbs up? That's universal you enough. You can do whatever the heck you want. I don't know if it's going to have any impact. All right, things. so I will roll and I will add in the plus two bonus. Thank yep. you, Oren. Yep. Oh, come on, baby. Come oh, 36. Oh, oh too bad. Wow. my right. gosh, 38 total. Oh, no, no, the plus two is already in that, sorry. Oh, just kidding, <laughs> only a 36. <laughs> okay. JK, LOL. You say that. Is there anything we can help you with? And then Orange over there is like, easy, calm down. And the creature's just kind of looking at you, squints, and says, What business do you have here? Oh, uh, as I said, um, we're travelers actually trying to make our ways to uh, Krakadon. We, we're kind of lost. You know, we're not from here. Maybe this one, he kind of points to Oren. He, he's been here a wee bit, but not as much as us. I do not know of this Krakadon. You know, we, we definitely mean you no harm. We just want to kind of look around. Do we have your permission to kind of go around here if we promise not to cause you any trouble? The others will not accepts your presence. Yeah, we kind of already got that up on the uh, top floor there. Um, hey, by the way, was that your alarm and uh, rock to uh, mud spell up there that we encountered earlier? No. No, that was the serpent. The false serpent. Ooh, that false serpent. Hey, I think we might have saw a statue or something similar to that. Why don't you tell me who this false serpent is? They sound like they're up to no good. <sighs> I'm not sure... The serpent's behavior is, is different. It's not the same. It stays in her room, doesn't let anyone in, except for a few. Doesn't come out like she used to. Imposter is different. Does, uh, does your false goddess have a, a name? The world serpent. Is her name? Does she have a, a different name besides Will Serpent? Like mine, mine's Jessup the Ranger. It's more of a title, Ranger, but my name is Jessup. Does she have a name besides the World Serpent? I do not know. We refer to her as the World Serpent because she is the World Serpent. Okay, I, I get you. But this is not the imposter. The, the true World Serpent. Okay, and what's your name? I didn't catch that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay. Ulas. Bulas? Bulas. Bulas. Ah, I like that. Ah, okay. You did it wrong. Bula? No, that is not my name. Bulas. Okay. All right. Well, it's a pleasure to meet you. Jessup will not repeat the name because he can't understand. But, uh, all right. Well, good. Well, you know, uh, we're probably going to just meander around um, if you are okay with that go check on over here and kind of point in this direction you, and maybe over there you seek to confront the false serpent I mean we're just trying to make our way down to Kragadon any way we can really but uh, you know if we, anyone we would know of this Kragadon it would be the world serpent even the imposter might know Okay, well, then I guess, yes, we probably need to find her, to, uh, or it. W where direction would we she go? She's not on this level. Blow. He points to the well. Says, down the well. If you go down the well and exit the well and you take a left, 
and then another left, and then another left, and then just keep going left. There's a door, and behind the door is the world serpent. You know, three lefts make a right. Maybe we could just went that way. No, it does not connect. I have to go left. Bad joke. My bad. Anyway, uh, by the way, that world serpent, is it uh, by chance very, very colossal in size? Lots of legs? Little uh, thingies? No. What what is that then? World World serpent is large. Larger than me, but no legs. Okay. Gotcha. Well, do you mind if we look around this floor to see if we can find anything up here of use or, or just for discovery purposes? Here, do as you wish, but if you come into conflict with my tribe, I will aid my brethren. Okay, well, let me converse that over with my friends here, um, just to see if we want to go to the worlds of it right now. But one he moment, steps please. onto the altar, just doesn't like move closer to you, but she's on the altar now, looking at you, kind of like a like a hunchback stance. Uh, just turns to them. Okay, so uh, this guy, he's a very nice individual. Um, a little disturbed, but he is. I'm speaking obviously common, not under common. <laughs> he uh, says that there's a false serpent. I'm not sure who that is. Uh, and uh, you know, you never would have guessed it. It is past the Titan centipede. Buster. So he says that that is the creature, the false serpent, whoever that is, might know how we can get our way to Kragadon. You know, just find the big bad evil thing down here. Oh, and if we find any uh, Maya lurks near near her um, or, or whatever they are, they, they, they'll attack. She'll, it'll attack with them. Maya lurks? Yeah, it was something I read in a book. Post-apocalyptic stuff. Right. Well, I guess that means that we'd have to fight through that centipede thing. I don't think that's going to be reasoned with. I'm not sure it's just going to let us walk past it to find this world serpent. Well, maybe I can diplomatize with that one too. <laughs> just kidding. Did it yeah, did it say what was on this level? If there's anything... Uh, it didn't really give me a straight answer. It's a little, uh, you know, a couple screws loose, if you catch my drift. Uh, basically, they said if we, we can search around here, but if uh, his clan fights us, that uh, it will join in. Well, is there any way that I could tell its brethren not to attack us, that we don't mean them any harm? I could try, but I think maybe they don't listen to this one so much. Interesting. Especially he's preaching around calling it a false goddess. I'm sure it's his brethren and I'm too keen on that. But he'll stand by them still. Give props on that. I don't know if I am prepared for a full drawn out combat through different rooms and areas, but... The only other thing is if you go invisible and teleport or or fly around, perhaps you can scout around this floor, but I I don't know, not honestly, if we'll probably find much of use here anyway. Sounds like we just need to go down, down. We could ask the person if there's a place that we could rest. Warren can ask her. Oh, that's true. Uh, do you you have anything you could give us to help with this false servant? Or, uh, I don't know, maybe... You know, a place where we can rest safely for a little while? No. This is Morlock Warrens. You are not Morlocks. What, what about helping with the, the fallen serpent or, or, or false serpent? Anything, anything you can offer us? I will not make a move against the false serpent. I... The rest of the tribe does not think is false. 
I alone think is false. I cannot help because I cannot be sure, but I think is false. Why, uh, why do you think he's false? He's different, doesn't. His acts, acts different, doesn't leave room like used to. Doesn't, doesn't roam the warrens like used to. Just turns the others and, uh, yeah. Yeah, this, this, this one's Lost Cause over here, but, uh, he's friendly right now. This false goddess, I, I think it might either be an imposter or somebody that's acting a wee bit different. Um, who's that one that starts with a Z there? The, the, the one that, uh, you know, all the other generals uh, of Xerxes hated was different. You know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about? Xenathar? Zen- yeah, name? I'm wondering if that's her. Xenathura? Yeah, that's the one. I'm wondering. I would bet my bottom dollar. Well, if that's the case, I don't know if I really feel ready to face one of the generals, uh, one of the higher-ups in the Legion. I guess Jessup will turn around and ask that thing again real quick, but like, uh, have you ever heard of the name of Xenathura? Hmm. No. Okay. You are too kind. Thank you. Turn. No, he has no idea. I suspect you should probably, you should probably head out then, right? It might be better if we go all the way back up to our Navias and rest with the rest of the, the group, right? Safety in numbers? Isn't that kind of in the foggy fog? No. You sure? Well, I mean, we could we could rest in the Dwarven ruins, unless that's disrespectful, and I don't know if that would be disrespectful, but... Hey, here's a dwarf. It's okay. No, no, it's that's fine. Uh, hey, no, no worse than pilfering, you know, the crowns of my people. It's It's fine. It's fine. Oh, speaking of that, I never identified what this ring was. Oh, wait, uh, maybe oh, we should... Oh, right in front of this other creature. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe we wait. <laughs> that ring. <laughs> My precious. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll wait. <laughs> yeah, I meant it more like I would have done that earlier, but we'll do that during the rest time. Jessica kind of looked at Dad. Hey, do we have like a parting gift or something to kind of give this guy over here? Kind of as a little gift, a token? Sometimes it goes a long way, especially if we have to meet him again tomorrow. Give him your iron stone. Let him have another one. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Dude, I'd he would freak not. out. That's worth 10,000. No way. Karen, he looks like Karen. Karen, you could not put a price on friendship. Mm, two diamonds. Just saying. No, it is one diamond once you sell it. Kieran pulls a potion out of the haversack and he's like, oh, I completely forgot we had this. This would have allowed me to speak with this creature. I'll have to remember that in the future. It's a potion of tongues that we have in there. Just uh, could have cast it on you too, yeah. I don't know, we could give we could give him some gold. Maybe he likes shiny things. Just was like, oh, maybe I can check and he'll kind of pull out his pocket and hold up like a couple gold pieces and look at that guy and be like, oh, do... Because we're friends now, and friends uh, give each other some presents and gifts. Do, do you like these? These uh, shiny gold coins? No. No. You get it? Okay, put some weight. Uh, that's, that is a hard no. That, that's a hard no. No. <laughs> One thing that I will say you'd notice at this point, having looked at it, um, in addition to all the other de- uh, descriptions that I gave, the figure is wearing what appears to be a jade, possibly a holy symbol in the shape of a serpent. Just more flavor. Interesting. Could get a knowledge religion or nah? It's no deity that you've ever seen. Ah. If it is even a deity. Probably the world serpent that the thing's talking about, but you've never heard. You don't know what that is referring to. Kieran would actually take the iron stone that he has and 
he would walk over with his hand out and offer it to this creature. Is that a different item so? It's a yeah, he has a dusty a cracked dusty rose prism. Okay, cracked dusty rose prism. It's just a plus <laughs> one competence on initiative. Uh, so you hold out this um stone and you're you have a better chance to look at the ones above his head. It looks identical to one of the ones above his head except his is not cracked. Oh. Yeah, you said dusty rose prism? Yeah. Yeah, so it has the same color and everything, but his is not cracked. And he looks at your hand and says, Ancestor Stone, where did you get this? Karen's going to turn to look back at Jessup. He'll kind of look uh, at him and goes, Oh, he he doesn't speak your language. If you give me one moment and allow me to cast a spell, I can allow him to do so. Do I have a permission to cast a spell so he can chat with you personally? Proceed. <laughs> I love Jessup so much. Oh my gosh. So Jessup walks up and... Okay, I will cast a spell known as Tongues, and he will cast it on Kieran. I just love how he's always surprising me with how he decides to handle different situations, because it's so different than how I think like I would or any of my characters. We we, we remember the harpies, okay? I, I detect a line. cast Detect Evil right now. Detect Evil right now. Yeah. <laughs> He does. Yeah. He does. He he right does now. it right now. Just in case it matters, by the way, I do have a cracked dusty rose prism floating around my head. Why does everybody have a cracked dusty rose prism? Because it costs five hundred gold pieces, and you get plus one to initiative. Stop I... asking questions you don't want the answers to. <laughs> wow. Uh, so He's wow. Kill Karen now, <laughs> wow. Jessup cast tongues on Kieran and and, and kind of says in undercommon. Oh, he he wants to know where you got your ancestor uh, stone from, Kieran. Kieran will turn back to the creature and say, well, I, I didn't realize this was an ancestor stone. These are actually fairly commonplace up above. Uh, merchants sell them, and I, I, I paid for this. You paid for an ancestor stone? Yeah, yes. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar, but we have shops where people sell things, and you can buy them, and I went into a particular shop and I, I saw this stone and being a magic user, I I was very impressed by the uh, the magic coming from the stone and I I I paid for it. He just he doesn't really respond, he just kind of like stares at your hand, like cocks his head. It's like doesn't understand how this works. I would like to give this to you if you would like to have it. I know you've got... Yes, Ancestor Stone is mine. Okie dokie. <laughs> Alrighty then. He kind of, Jessup had, I feel like Jessup had his hand on Kieran's shoulder with after the tongues kind of left it, and then after that he kind of like pats Kieran like, good, good job. Snatches it, and then he puts it above his head and he starts floating with all the other ones. Alright, well he will get a competence, one plus one competence bonus to his, his initiative, and I will... Oh, that stacks with his... Oh, that's an initiative? Okay, well, yeah, he doesn't have one for initiative, okay. Does the full red prism stone not benefit initiative? What? What's to AC? Oh. Gideon's like, ooh, I want that now! Charge! Yeah. Charge! <laughs> Charge! Hey, shut up, you don't, you don't know what I'm looking up right now. Um, so, I guess, uh, I guess, and you'll speak a comment to the group, uh, well, I guess we're done here, we should probably go see how, uh, Navi's doing, and then, uh, maybe rest, since we're gonna have to, uh, fight, you know, a false goddess, and, uh, probably a colossal creature. It'll be a good time tomorrow. Fun times. It was a pleasure speaking with you. What was your what was your name? Ulysses. Ah, Ulysses. 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 Is that right? 
Euless. Yes, yes. Ah. Well, it was a pleasure speaking with you, Euless. I hope we meet again. Yes, your, your return and your confronts the false goddess. Yes, yes. We will do that tomorrow. Uh, but for now, we are going to uh, Kieran here, our friend, all of our friends. It's going to just kind of use a spell to teleport us out because we got some of these too and he kind of points to Gideon. They don't climb very well up at the out of the ladder so we're just going to use a spell to kind of teleport us out but we will come stop by and say hi tomorrow. Gideon still has got his um, helmet off and when Jessica goes to point to him he just says like smile and nodding with like a thumbs up sign like yeah, yeah. The creature just kind of grimaces. You reduced our uh, yeah. our friend. <laughs> you made it worse. <laughs> <laughs> so, Karen, hopefully we you are safe to teleport uh, us when you are ready. Just we'll kind of get back in formation. Karen will move back, and as he's walking back, he'll say, Oh, and if you could put in a good word with the rest of your, your people, we really don't want to do any harm down here, so we'd love if we could just peacefully coexist. And then he'll bamf out. In comment, yeah, put in a good word for us. We're gonna kill your fast goddess tomorrow. See you later. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. You see it slowly shaking its head as you begin to dance away. Kieran, Kieran's like inwardly like cursing himself. He's like, stupid, stupid, stupid. Why would you say that? I'm so bad at this. And then he'll bamf out. Okay. That went uh, that went a lot better than I, I thought it could. Although, actually, wait, I. Sarah needs to understand. Where are we going? Are we going back to where Navi is? Or we're just going to... I think to you're the... going right into the room with the giant creature. That's not... No, nope, yeah, that's right here, definitely... Right that's definitely not it. where we were going. Uh, she, uh, Kieran teleports us to where uh, he found the ring in the bottom of that well. Yeah, right. All right. If if nobody said anything, Kieran's going to teleport back to the Dwarven Ruins. Okay. I assume we were going back where we were, but it's, that's fine. doesn't matter. Jessup kind of, I guess as soon as we teleport in, kind of like looks shocked a wee bit because he didn't know we were coming back here, I guess. But it's fine. Oh, jeez. Oh. I kind of like that guy. Yeah, he was pleasant to speak with. And that's a neat spell, Jessup. I I can see why you, you like using that one. It's nice to be able to speak with creatures you can't understand. I usually try my best and uh, you know pride myself in knowing my different types of knowledges and linguistics, but I don't know all of them yet. I do have to say that went a lot better than I expected it to. So far, most of our encounters have ended in combat, and it actually was quite fulfilling to have one that we were able to have a conversation. He pats Orn on the shoulder. Ah! He helped, too! Mm -hmm. Good Orn. You helped. Kinda set the mood. Well, I'm very happy for it. It's a good thing that we have you with us, Jessup. The spells you have are very useful indeed. Right. Let's go find Navi. I'm really interested to see what this ring is that I found. See if we can identify what it is. Well, if uh, you need help on that, let me know. I still got some slots available I could do identify. And remind me, if we ever do get to a place that sells iron stones, I would like to buy another one. But for now, I figure that was a, a worthy trade to maybe make a new friend. Do you want to use mine for now? Oh, no, that's all right. You can keep it, Gideon. Uh, you, you need all the help you can get, I think, with that. <laughs> oh, you're all full of jokes, aren't you, today, Kieran? <laughs> he rolls like a four every count. <laughs> Without it, it would have been a three. Woo! My shield is no less for you, despite everything, he says with a smile 
as they walk into the sunset oh. together. <laughs> you know, that went a direction <laughs> that I am not comfortable with, I don't think. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, so we will go find where Navi and Co are. Okay. Yep. They're they're right in the ruins. They're kind of are they okay waiting around? Yeah. They're they're just hanging around. Yeah. And Kieran's actually really looking forward to a fire because his clothes are still very damp and very uncomfortable. So he'll probably find a room and change into a spare outfit before does fastidiousness work on regular water i don't know it talks about moisture but i always thought that was just like water is pretty moist moist <laughs> have you touched it ever yeah but how is would that water work wet? like swimming does that mean like you would repel all water while you're in the water <laughs> i think it's a difference between like when you walk out and you get sprinkled and your clothes are just a little wet completely and versus being literally drenched you would either be really fast in water or you would sink. I think the idea is not that it like does anything to the liquid around you. It's just once you are out of the substance, it just goes off your body. I don't think that. Oh, perfect. So then I would be dry. I would be dry. Yeah. Oh, oh fires okay. are still nice though. Even better. Yeah, he definitely likes he likes campfires. So, he would advocate for that. Although catch 22 if there's anything around that could see smoke, but I guess it's foggy, so it's not like smoke and fog it's the same thing Haha. well I guess and I was holding this one off for myself less of a surprise for others if we find a place to go I have a spell to help us with that oh really I'm interested I also have something that we could use but if you wanted to save the spell but so yeah I guess if we find a spot we want to go to set up camp Jessup can cast his newfound tiny hut that was the spell Kieran I was telling you as potentially going to cast when we got back into combat with Ka'al. Oh, I see. Even though it's for um, really campfires, it gives everybody concealment, so it would have helped with him getting mischance shooting into the uh, opaque sphere. Oh, that's actually really kind of tight, isn't it? Yeah, I mean... Yeah, so I mean, it's not too big, and I think not everybody could be in it, but I guess you could do the campfire and the people can sleep in there, and then those on watch maybe could just be on the outside or something. But I mean, if it was just four of us, we're fine, but if it's a whole group, it might not be in. Well, um, I think what I might do as a supplement to this, to supplement this, is I actually bought a campsite feather token a while ago. So I may use this. It's not going to be enough because, uh, so basically a campsite feather token, it creates a fully functional campsite, including a tent suitable to house six medium creatures, a campfire with enough dry wood to burn for 24 hours, a modest wooden table with two benches suitable to sit, seat three people each, and a hitching post for up to six steeds. The campsite remains for 24 hours before disappearing, leaving no trace except footsteps and refuse left behind by those using the site. So I think just because we have a larger party, maybe I'll use the feather token and then the tiny hut would be where we can like, maybe the tent would be within that, within the tiny hut or a tent could be within the tiny hut so that there's safety once we're sleeping. I will check that off and we can have a fire and then we'll be safe inside the hut. Uh, the only thing is that it says like the temperature inside the hut is 70 degrees and Kieran's like, whew, it's a bit toasty. I'm used to like a 65, but I guess I'll deal with it. Yep, you guys set up a camp. You can 
take watches and, and all that. So did Again, we want to do Tiny Hut and that at the same time? or? Yeah, that's what I was thinking, that we could just use them to complement each other. Yeah, that's fine. Did we uh, identify that ring? No, that was the next thing I wanted to do, was to roll Spellcraft to see about identifying the ring. Uh, yeah, we'll do it like we did normally. I'll try to aid, and if we fail, then I can identify. I can roll to aid, too, as well, because I do have Detect Magic, so... I, too, can aid. I, I auto-aid. Okay. Gideon does. Sweet. No, I don't. Oh, I, I, I don't auto-aid. I do no, aid, No, I was saying because you rolled a 20, you aid. Yeah, I rolled a 20. Oh. Uh, Orin, <laughs> classic Orin. <laughs> love it. Nat that crown's not magic, you idiots. Yeah. Okay, just about a way. So this will be a plus four on top of a 17, so 21. Why? Natural three, come on. Sarah, just just roll it's good. It's literally like the bane of my existence as a sorcerer. A 14. 21 will not succeed. All right, so Kieran's gonna just sigh heavily and say, "Joseph, if you wouldn't mind helping out, I I can't get it." Uh sure. Let me take a peek here, Jason. How how long would you say it was since we got into the um, temple and went down and back? Like, how long has it been? Probably two hours, because you were searching around everything. There was some combats there. You were talking to the guy, scouting out a lot. So probably at least two hours. Okay, so my investigative mind is definitely gone, so I won't use that. So it will just be straight spellcraft plus ten. Can I take a ten, or is it just do I have to roll? Uh, if I take it, you can take a ten. Um, what do you think, guys? If I take a ten, it'll be a thirty-four. I think that's probably sufficient. I would hope. I should hope so. I'll just gamble it. All right, I'll just take a 10 on that. So I'll just show what it would roll. Oh, snap, oh, I should have rolled. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got a 34 instead. Haha, ha, DC 42. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's a good item. You do identify this item as a minor ring of cold resistance. So a minor ring of cold resistance. Is that like... Resistance 10 resistance against cold. 10. So who has the acid ring? right now oh no that was Aiden he's dead <laughs> didn't we take did we take that off him? I don't think we did we didn't take anything off of him because I the only thing I took was the dagger to yeah. use as a keepsake for the battle but I think we left all of his gear on him yeah huh all all 700 weapons <laughs> you can take whatever you want off his character sheet and just say you had it it's fine with me. no I don't yeah, think yeah, we, we go back okay with we, that we <laughs> dig, dig him up, up. His body yep I'm pretty sure that's what we do. I think, then the only other thing we did take, though, is we did grab the remaining Dragon Bane arrows, I believe. I don't have them, so somebody else must have them. I'd have to listen back, but I'm pretty sure you did that. That ring is not insignificant. That is worth 12,000 gold. What's it called? It's just a ring of energy resistance, but it's key to cold. Lesser. Yeah, a minor ring. Yeah, so I think, like... At this point, Kieran would also like lay out some of the other things that we have that people may want. So if we want to roll on the Amulet of Proof Against Petrification, the Dark Blue Rhomboid Iune Stone, and this new Minor Ring of Cold Resistance, those are the main ones I think we have that people might want to roll The Iune Stone... Gives you the alertness feat, which gives you a plus two to your perception and sense motive. 
I mean, my perception's not the greatest. It would give me a 13, and I don't roll sense motive individually because I uh, put that with oratory, and that should not stack. So, I um, have got a 19 perception. What, actually, what is the bonus with that, Kieran? Would that stack with the uh, eagle goggles or no? Um, It would be... Because the goggles are what? Well, you'd get the feet. So it's an untyped bonus. I don't know if that's true. Okay, it is. Yeah, so it is a just a plus two on perception and sense motive, because this was this was not cracked or flawed, so there's no typed bonus. So I guess who um who's got the highest current perception? Mine's a ten. Four. Mine's a 19, and with the alertness feat, it would go up to 23, because I would get the plus 4 bonus, since I have 10 ranks in that skill. I have 11. What about for sense motive? Is anybody good at sense motive? I know Jessup can roll your perform, so that's one thing. My sense motive isn't great. I have a couple of ranks invested. I get an 8 total. And Oren, do you have any sense motive? Probably have some from wisdom, but... Yeah, I think I do from wisdom, but I don't think it's uh oh i have an eight in sense motive what would yours be kieran with it oh zero i have a zero sense motive so i'm gonna take myself out of the running so it's either we give somebody a slight bonus to sense motive or a bonus to i mean you're gonna get a bigger bang for your buck and since gideon's forward all the time yeah I mean, theoretically if he takes a 20 he yeah. should have been able to see those rune traps if we go slower we can we can go slower and a bit more cautious in 23 that's a pretty big but uh that would i will be out of the running for magic items though for a little while here yeah navi has I... a plus two perception but only a plus 12 uh, uh, a plus <laughs> two, oh is she two in the running and a plus 12 sense motive so yeah okay. we gotta make so, sure we buff her up gideon can yeah. take the iron stone unless Orin wants it no I don't care a lot, because I've been getting a lot of magic items well, yeah, recently. But, buddy, it's going to be in the bag if we don't use it, you know what I mean? Right, if you're not so. going to use it, it's kind of going to waste. I mean, worst yeah. case, we get to town and you don't really want it, then we can sell it for part sell of gold, it. but for now, yeah. might as well use it. Yeah. And honestly, though, in my opinion, a plus four bonus for zero investment, that's pretty nice. I mean, honestly, if you're going to... Can you have... You can have multiple Ion ones, right? So you can use your... Yeah, you can have a whole bunch floating above you. Okay. Ulysses certainly did. I know he did, but... I'm going to say also we have the amulet of proof against petrification and I would probably advocate that Oren gets that just because he has access yeah, he to He needs to stay alive. Well, yeah, no. cuz he he would have access to break enchantment to get somebody stone out of flesh. Stone to flesh is not a cleric spell. But is he still you uh, does he have a necklace though? Yeah, if you have like an amulet of natural armor, you wouldn't be able to wear it. So basically, the Amulet of Proof Against Petrification is a finely polished wooden amulet that has the image of a blindfolded Medusa carved upon its surface. Whenever the wearer fails a saving throw that would result in him being turned to stone, he is instead staggered for 1d6 rounds. If a spell or effect turns him to stone without allowing a saving throw, he is instead staggered for one minute. These abilities do not function while the wearer is staggered. So normally those are... uh fortitude save yes is that right Typically. so he has yes. a he would have a 14 against anything like that you can still fill in that one hmm. that's true 
Okay. I, the, re- the reason why I, Kieran doesn't need it is because I have blind fight and blind sense, so I can avert my eyes and still have a pretty good chance to hit. Yeah, Jessup could use it. I would get rid of my necklace. Not that Macy's crazy, but I could at least still use my um, oratory buffs without seeing. I could have my eyes closed because I could still at least give those bonuses. Um, but, I mean, worst case, you just hold on to it, and if we think we run into any danger where there might be petrification, you can just swap that out before combat or something. Yeah, I mean, I'm not wearing a, a amulet, so, I mean, that's fine. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't have an amulet, so, yeah, okay. that's fine. All right, well, fine. then, take yeah. that, and so I'm going to get rid of that off our what is sheet. It? Amulet, amulet of, of proof against petrification. Take that! Take that. Objection. The dark blue rhomboid ironstone goes to Gideon... Gideon. And is there anyone who wants the minor ring of cold resistance? I already have acid resistance ring, so I don't need a cold resistance ring. So you took it from Iden. Oh, did I? Yeah, you must have taken it from Iden. I was wondering, because I thought that Jessup was the one wearing the ring, actually. And then I think you gave it to Gideon for a reason. Maybe I did take it off of Iden. I didn't think I I did. Because I think I think I think Kieran cast it on Iden because yes. she had a higher or he had a higher. That's bonus. what it was. I cast resist energy on Iden, and you took the ring, so you've had it That's all what along. I thought. That's right. That's why I was I was spying on your sheet there, Brandon, but I didn't see it. Yeah. No, because I I ended up getting the uh, ring of Featherfall, so I didn't need it anymore. Okay. Right. Sorry, I must have missed that you guys were talking about it. I just heard Iden, and I didn't piece together. Yep, so I have resist energy, so I probably don't need it because I can cast resist energy on myself. Does anybody want it, Oren? You can wear two rings, so if you have a ring of protection, you can wear another ring. Sure. I mean, whatever. Uh, I also have a ring of protection plus one if nobody else has one of them yet. I've got one of those floating around. I mean, so the thing is, if Oren wants the cold resist, we can give it to him. Otherwise, if he wants the minor plus one um, deflection bonus. We can give that to him as well to get his AC up a little bit without spells, and I can take the gold ring. Yeah, it's just I'm thinking Shield of Faith, but... Right, they wouldn't stack, but I guess if he didn't cast the spell, he would still get the plus one. Helps him conserve spells a little bit. But It's one of those things now where I'm not too, too concerned because if they're hitting Gideon, they're hitting Jessup with or without that ring. Yeah. Okay, so I'll let you guys fight over it. I'm going to take it off the sheet, so it's a minor ring of cold resistance, which gives you 10 I against mean, cold. I'm okay with that if you're alright with that, Jessup. Taking the... doing what? Well, if you want the, the cold ring, and I'll take the minor deflection ring. It doesn't make a difference to me. I guess I was just allowing you to have a choice of which one you wanted. I, no preference. I mean, I guess... Whatever one you pick will be wrong. If you give me the cold <laughs> ring, you're going to get hit by cold I'm tomorrow. I'm going to get hit by cold tomorrow. <laughs> if, the, and, yeah. if, if otherwise, you're going to be crit, critted tomorrow by, like, one. You know what right. I mean? It's going right. to equal your... Yeah, your it's just a pick-your-poison kind of thing, man. One thing I will point out is that, as a cleric, you can cast Shield of Faith, which will be in excess of a ring, usually. Normally. I don't generally cast it on myself, though. That's fine. So then like I, I usually say, cast the Shield of Faith on somebody else. Like, I was going to cast it on um, Gideon until they kind of, like, marched down on us in that last fight. It's just if you ever did need to cast it on yourself, it would not stack with a ring. And an important thing to know, Gideon already has a plus three ring. Oh. So 
shield wouldn't help me. Yeah, you cast it on me the other day, but I, I only got an additional plus one because I already had a plus one. You already had a plus one. So if I give you my ring... If you want to cast it on anybody, I have a ring of protection plus one, and I, I won't be getting any additional rings of protection that are greater than that, so I'll only ever have a plus one deflection. So you might as well take... Do you have one or two rings right now, Justin? Just the one. Just the ring of protection no, plus two. So you could even... And how many do you have? Uh, oh, wait, you already have friend? a ring of protection plus two? I do. What oh, were you yeah, offering? A ring of protection plus one. So yeah, <laughs> oh, I already have a plus two, so this is oh, mute. Give me the... All right, I'll take <laughs> the cold ring. Moot okay. point. Okay. Right. You have the cold ring. Okay. So you're, you're just blinging out today. You're getting a new That's necklace, hot. a yeah. new ring. I'll take the crown, please. Okay. Uh, ring of I Justin, Justin even gave up his uh, magical whip to Kieran to sell. Yeah. What is that and, ring? Minor ring of cold. Well, it's a, a ring of energy resistance minor keyed to cold, officially. Jason, is there anything that I can do? Can I roll a praise or a knowledge nobility on this crown to get any sort of information on the crown? Okay. A praise is a 21. I will attempt to aid. Not that I really probably can. I'll attempt to aid. I'll roll oh, my own. Nice. No. Ah, so Oren aided. No so 23 okay. appraise. So with Oren's help, the other two are like, oh, what about this and this? And Oren's like, the heck are you guys talking about? <laughs> <laughs> with, uh, with his aid, you do determine that you could probably sell this. Uh, you'd probably be best selling it to some like dwarven collector or something. Um, but you could probably sell it for like 1100 gold or something like that. Wow. After uh, we kind of determine the value and maybe a little bit more information, Kieran will kind of extend it out to Orin and say, listen, I, I don't know if you were being serious or not. I really didn't mean to pilfer this from anything, but if you want to hold on to it, you know, if it means something to you being a, a dwarven ar artifact, then... By all means, you can have it and do with it what you will. <laughs> no, I was just messing with you. It's totally fine. These these dwarven ruins are are older than you could possibly imagine. I I don't know any of these people. I mean, it'd be great if we don't pilfer any of their tombs, but if you found it lying in a well, I, I'm not too worried about it. All right, I, I just I've been trying to be better about that. I I think sometimes I'm a bit insensitive, and I don't mean to be. I just had a different upbringing than kind of what we're we're dealing with right now and I have to be constantly cognizant of what I say and do I really don't want to offend anyone so if I if I do offend you please let me know and I'll do what I can to rectify it no I mean the, the only thing that's offensive is perhaps the cologne uh... oh well, I, uh, it is it's really strong I'm hearing, sorry actually. you uh, know I, up I mean, until now we've been up. out in the middle of nowhere and it, I didn't think it was really all that bad, but I guess I'll try to tone it down a little bit. Okay, okay. Uh, we appreciate your efforts towards cleanliness. It was just... yeah, 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 so On the flip side, though, I mean, it really wouldn't hurt you guys to bathe once in a while. I, truly. It's, it's fine, I guess, when it's just the four of us, but when we're around other people, you turn heads and, you know, it kind of embarrasses me a little bit, so just to keep it in mind. You know, there's a, an aqueduct here, maybe go for a little splash in the, the water, just clean some of the grime off. Wouldn't hurt. Well, now I am offended, and Orin will mock offense. <laughs> I I think the best thing is is a net neutral, you know, on your, on your smell. You, you don't want to smell strong in any direction. All right, well, I'll work on my smell, and if you 
three will work on your smell. I think we can come to an accord. That's right. Role-playing party life, man. <laughs> the boring roommate well, swallows. Jessup did have a bar of soap that he gave Kieran to put in the haversack, but just so Kieran knows, it looks like it was never used, apparently. <laughs> Excuse me, that's <laughs> a, a level fresh, one spell? A fresh bar of soap. I can promise you that Orin is not going to waste a level one spell spot <laughs> for fastidiousness. I'm surprised you. I always have level one spell slots left over. I have come of the opinion that like level one spell slots should only be flavor spells. Uh, cure just light like, wounds. Yeah, should just be a flavor spell. Damn <laughs> magic missile. Yeah, magic missile, shocking grasp, shield. Keep that in mind. Mage armor. <laughs> Nope. Nope. None of those. Those are all worthless. Okay. Those Expedition are all worthless. <laughs> yep. Nope. Why would you want divine favor? Feather fall. Uh, okay. Yeah. Just flavor. Yeah, divine favor. No. Okay. Awesome. Should, awesome. Yeah. They really should just be flavor. Right. You shouldn't have anything in there that you rely okay. on. Okay. That's just a waste of time. All right. That's my opinion of ninth level spells. So. <laughs> <laughs> so at this point, we all are in agreement. None of us cast a level one spell on Gideon. Correct. Here on forward. Yep. Is Blur a level oh, one spell? No. Oh no! What's that? Is Blur a level one? Lot... No, that's level two. Yeah. Okay. You're good. Level you're two. Good. I'm also joking. There's a lot of really important level one spells. Obviously, we got backpedals so hard so that I get the buffs. He please. doesn't get the wand anymore because it's a level one spell. Yep, that's a cure light wounds. He doesn't get that either. Yeah. No. 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 Well, I guess I guess what Gideon or Josh meant to say. Which I agree with. At level one, when you only had access to like level one or two, three spells, they were really good for more like offensive. Now that you're higher level, they're probably more I use them for utility than anything. They're they become utility slots for the most part. And so if you have like a diverse set of level one spells that are add value to your character, it's okay to cast them. In my opinion. But yes. So next time so I guess uh with that token or in, um when you wake up tomorrow morning, uh ask Gideon and Jess up what levels one spells you should take for the day. Yes, I will. Uh, just five. <laughs> I'm only going to prepare five instances of uh, fastidiousness. No, you should just do all cure spells and we can be like, you're a spontaneous caster. Don't tell me what to do. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> Don't tell me how to cleric. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> so I think from here on out, Kieran would... He's pretty excited to be able to have a campfire and these these people that have come from the Darklands, he's kind of excited to share a meal with them. Just he's never met people like this before. So I think his evening would be spent just having light conversation, you know, hearing stories from their travels in the Darklands, maybe sharing stories of his adventures so far, sharing a meal together and then he would prepare to maybe take the first watch for the evening. Okay. Anybody else have anything specific they want to do, or you want to... Yeah, I just remembered. Jessup would ask Karen, do we still have that can that randomly creates sludge that we could eat that fills us and nourishes uh -huh. tastes gross? Uh -huh. Remember that? Uh -huh. the, I think we did. It's a spoon. It's a spoon. It's a sustaining spoon. Right, so yes, we still do have the sustaining spoon. I thought about that. So yeah, we can we could each share some of that. Oh great. Mm, yeah, delicious. so this is a reminder. If this unremarkable appearing utensil is placed in an empty container, the vessel fills with a thick pasty gruel. Although the gruel tastes like warm, wet cardboard, it is highly nourishing and contains everything <laughs> necessary to sustain any 
herb herbivorous herbivorous omnivorous and carnivorous creature the spoon can produce sufficient gruel each day to feed up to four humans so sorry Orin can't have it why can't Orin have it because he's not a human <laughs> it's only for human well no it just says it says produce sufficient gruel each day to feed up to four humans like it specifically says humans not humanoids which is oh funny. yep yep all right well all right so I guess Orin can't have the wet cardboard. Yeah, I can't have any wet cardboard. <laughs> I like to think that you pull out the spoon and you look over at Navi and her group and there's like four people that each have one of those two and they're like, oh yeah, you're real ready to, walk, to go into the dark lands, are you? This is like a staple. Love this stuff. <laughs> it's the adventurer's version of an MRE. Just ready to go. Yeah, Kieran is not <laughs> excited about that. That that can't be good for your whole digestive tract or anything, man. Nutritious. There's no way. Oh yeah, it, it it goes out the way it came in. The same wet wet cardboard. <laughs> so gross. Oh. You'll notice on the map this room right here looks like it could be of use. Well, we're gonna need oh, more yeah. than just four. <laughs> Are there others in this ruin? Because there's a more than just four of them. We, we all eat. Kira, Kira, Jessup looks at you and goes, Oh, me! <laughs> oh, man. That reminds, reminds me of the old Kintama episode where they're all just yeah, in the bathroom stalls. That's a good one. Just, okay. That's a good one. Fastidious, fastidiousness <laughs> does give me a plus two circumstance on fortitude against ingested diseases. So I feel like that should also give me, like, some assistance when it comes to what I eat as well. Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. I just interpret spells willy nilly <laughs> and let them do what I feel like they should. Gideon, Gideon is like Sheldon. He's got everything like planned out. He's scheduled yeah. his visits. <laughs> He's an eight o'clocker. He's like eight oh, o'clock yeah. in the morning before we set out. <laughs> I need 15 uh, minutes at 8 o'clock in the morning every day. Milani, should I break routine? Unclear. Unclear. Uh, 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 just like, excuse me, I need to go pray alone <laughs> over there. Over there. <laughs> For about 10 to 15 minutes. It's very private session. Please don't ask me what I pray for. <laughs> This is a holy time for me. My perfect sanctuary. Jason, I'm sorry. We're ruining your oh. game. Oh boy, that went... Here's, here's what we realized, Jason. It's almost 10, and we're not going to have time to do another combat. <laughs> so we're just padding for you. We're just helping, just helping you out, man. Jason's like, I had a good place to stop until you guys started talking. <laughs> I think, I think we're having for like 40 minutes now. <laughs> oh man. No, this is quality, quality, important role play and content. <laughs> this is not the role play I was thinking we of. We role play the day to day, okay? Yeah. We're not like those filthy casual role players yeah. that only do the highlights. <laughs> we we let our car we let everyone know what happens in every moment. We go into gross detail. <laughs> literally, literally, literally gross, gross detail. Gross. Oh man. Anyways, so yes. You all get around, you set up your, your tents, you cast Tiny Head if you'd like to, uh, and you go through your watches and Nothing seems to accost you throughout the night uh, in the ruins here. It seems like this particular area seems to be fairly quiet. 
the morning does eventually come. You regain all your spells and your hit points and whatnot, and you can wake up in the morning and, you know, give give Navi an idea of what you're planning on doing, and and she will kind of nod and and say, "Oh yeah, well we're we'll wait up here for you, and uh, once you've gone through and done all the things you need to do, just come up here, and we'll uh, we'll get ready to go down and." make our way through the warrens once it's cleared out and um you guys can prepare for your descent there is there anything that you guys were planning on doing in preparation or were you thinking that you were mainly going to go straight down there and try to make a beeline towards this false serpent what time of day is it now at this point it's it's morning uh so like it's foggy and whatnot but so I want to be a little bit more proactive with some of my spell use. So if Navi has one, I want to get a platinum ring worth 50 gold. Does she have one of those? You could probably find that. That's cheap enough. Yeah. Yeah. So I need one of them and I give it to Orin, who is now our new member of the group and doesn't have one of our rings of friendship, <laughs> which will allow me to cast shield other on any of them. And I think, think that just remind me because we have to stay within a certain 30 feet i want to cast that as soon as uh, well now more feet because we're higher level so we can be pretty far apart but i want to have that ahead of time before we get into combat one of the spells that i i cast early and i think i'm going to cast it on Orin. i think that's how i'm going to play this to start and then we'll see it might switch to kieran as my default but we're going to try Orin first yeah you can buy that and get all that prepared just because I think if I can split the damage a little bit and that combo with Orin so he can sustain and tank a bunch of damage and then I can take some of that and heal it up, that seems like a pretty good combo to have uh, ready to go. Yeah, and if you, if at any point you cast it, I will just assume that you are at all times just staying right next to him until we get into combat and then I'll go by the actual distance that you are. Yep, and that's what we're looking at. And we have 55, or yeah, 55 feet, I think, to play with, so. Okay, yep. Any other quick notes, addendums? I don't think so on Jessup's end. I guess there might be a couple spells I'll cast right before, Kieran, right before you bamf us down there, if that's what we're going to do. Orin will go ahead and cast Greater Magic Weapon. How long does that last? 11 hours. Oh, jeez. Wish I could extend Metarod that. That'd be cool. You'll be lucky to go one hour before you rest again. Right. And just to be clear, we are Dimension Dooring to the place where I saw the Titan Centipede. Oh, going right into combat? I'm, I'm fine with that. We're going to have to because I, I can't make the climb. Yeah, I guess since Kieran was the only one that saw it, I guess I would just say, Kieran, just, you know, just stand us how you want and uh, I guess we'll hope for the best. You put us in the right location. If we're going to go right into it, I'll cast, like, right before he casts it, I'll cast a single buff spell before we go and, in. And um, I got sidetracked by Gideon's odd deific obedience, um, but Orn would do his that morning. What is Torax? I haven't read it. Uh, either you have to work at an anvil or you have to strike a stone. While I remember praying. you kept shouting all the time. Yeah. Like, rah, rah! Yes. 
I remember that. For different Correct. reasons than when Gideon does it. <laughs> yeah, for different reasons than Gideon's weird deific Like, or it's like, oh, Gideon also does deific obedience. I say, oh, God, what is he doing? Kira and Justin just look at each other like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> My deific obedience isn't bad. It's share a cup of tea and talk. If I remember correctly, <laughs> just <laughs> sipping tea in the bathroom. In the bathroom. Oh my gosh. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I caught up. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. Full, full circle. Yes. Okay. Yep. And then, Jason, I guess if we're really going right into it, I would cast a mirror image before, right before we dimension door. Just like a, a, a buff spell to get in there. Yeah. There's a couple longer um, minute buff ones I would cast as well, Kieran. All right, okay. so Jason will probably be in a square again, so I would probably put us, I'd probably put Gideon and Oren and then Jessup and myself. So I would do uh, heroism on both Oren and Kieran. Would you benefit from hero or no? I mean, I guess, are you going to be planning to do many melee attacks or not? It It just kind of depends on how things go. I would like to not get a melee because I don't want to be swallowed or grappled or something like that. But All right, well, I guess what we'll do instead is before we teleport, the last spell Jessup would cast would be Good Hope with the Metamagic Rod, so it would last 22 minutes. Not even, actually, we probably we don't even need that, honestly, because if we're going right into combat, potentially, but... That's still nice. I guess just in case he would. Did I did I miss it? Who were those two heroisms on? I'm not doing that anymore. Instead okay, of that, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna be okay. casting Good Hope with Meta Magic. Just okay, uh, that way we're okay. hitting all of us. But at least Jessup would cast Heightened Awareness on himself and anticipate peril on Kieran. And I want my Heightened Awareness wand on myself. Yep. Let me know once you've got all your buffs in and and ready. And is this the right orientation on the map? I think so. We could have discussed this as a group, but this would... Oh, no. I would have switched Kieran and Gideon, so Gideon's up next to Oren. Okay, I'll set the scene here, and we're not gonna get into it, because it is 10 o'clock, but I'll set the scene for us. You guys cast all of your spells. You get everything prepared. You're all ready and raring to go. Kieran puts you all in the formation, casts Dimension Door all the way down, 240, 280, something feet down, to the exit of this cistern that he had been on, the one where he spotted the supposed titan centipede. You all bamf into existence there. You kind of settle onto the floor and you look around and you do indeed immediately see titan centipede. It's so big! Yeah, so I'll, I'll reveal the rest of the room here. Just a little bit more of the room so you can get more of a sense of where you are here. And uh, you might notice... Gideon, you can see this better than anybody. Oh, no. To your right, in the corridor by some broken walls. <laughs> oh, my. I love it. You see I a love second it. Titan centipede. <gasps> and that's where we'll come back next week.